Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing, any of the relationships that y'all changing, we rearranging, making the shame shift, giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift, rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift, cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift, all on Yeshua man, the rest is manure man, I'm dying daily so I rise up a purer man, pressing B daily so my sins looking fewer man, washing the blood so my sins down the sewer man. Yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be uh, Yeah, so press B with me And let's let whatever gon' be just be Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tim Ross And welcome to The Basement I'm so grateful that you all are here I hope y'all are doing well I hope y'all had a great weekend Did y'all have a great weekend? I hope you had a great weekend um, if you didn't, then, um, hey, the, today's a new day. You know what I'm saying? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Shout out to Press B. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to, um, our promoters. Man, for what? Another 10 days or, man, actually seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh. Shout out to Press B. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to my promoters for another 11 days. 11 days from now, we all switch over to the B side, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm super excited about that. Thank you so much for all your generosity on Cash App and on uh, PayPal. I cannot tell you uh, how many uh, opportunities you've given us to bless the dweller community because of your generosity. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And Yo, let me just tell y'all, I'm tired. I'm rocking with you for the next two hours live, but I'm going to be, you know, we keep it hot down here, okay? I'm tired. I'm so tired. And I'm tired um, because the month of October has just been full. It's just been full. And I and I enjoy everything that I'm doing this month and every place that uh, I'm going this month. I'm learning a lot this month. Um but, yo, when I tell you I'm tired, ooh, I'm tired. And then this app, y'all, oh, my gosh, this app. Launching an app ain't, let me tell you something right now. All, I, all the excitement aside, launching an app ain't no joke. Let me tell you something. Starting a business ain't no joke. Pray for your boy. Pray for all of us. It's crazy out here. The enemy trying to punch us in the mouth and all kind of stuff is going on. Uh, and yet we are here because uh, whenever you do anything for God, expect there to be opposition, expect there to be some trials, expect there to be some tribulations, expect there to be um, some setbacks, expect there to be some stumbles along the way. It's all a part of the process. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we we have just been... Um, I don't use this word often, but right now it is a grind. 
it is a grind like to 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 trudge through all the stuff that we need to do and and cross all the t's and dot all the i's and anyway uh it's a thing pray for all of us that's what i'm asking for up front is prayers um uh, before you ask before you pray for us though please uh continue to pray uh for israel uh pray for uh israelis pray f- uh for palestinians uh do not get caught up in the 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 global news hype or the radical uh extreme christian narratives that are out there there are israelis and there are uh palestinians dying okay um I don't know who's responsible for um, the explosion of a hospital there. I don't know. Um, and I won't try to, I w- I'm not there, so I, I can't say who it was. But when a hospital blows up with people that have already been injured, that just sucks and it's sad and, and we need to pray. Um, women are being raped so brutally. Um, this I do know um, uh, that has happened, that uh, Hamas has uh, uh, tortured um, some Israeli women and raped them so brutally that they broke their pelvis, their pelvises in the in the in the uh, process of these brutal rapes. So this is this is this is spiritual manifesting in the flesh. This is we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but boy, let me tell you, when your heart is open to evil, evil will come right through there, and display itself in all types of heinous ways so please pray uh for the peace of israel please uh pray for the uh peace of palestinians and um and then after you finish praying for them pray for us that's the order i want you to go in if you're going to be praying about stuff so um anyway uh, I love y'all, and I hope and I hope y'all are all doing well. Like I said, we're rocking for the next two hours, and um, I'm grateful to be with you. Um, the squad today, as formatted, is Hector, Sean P, uh-huh. and Juliana in the building. That's what I'm talking about. And Juliana's not going to just... Juliana, you don't get to just be Vanna White today. You know, she's, just, she's in the camera too. We can see her. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's no hiding here. Let me tell you something. Juliana be trying to duck off. You know what I mean? She be trying to like she. Juliana be on her CIA clandestine. You know what I mean? Shadow warrior vibe. You know what I mean? Amen. Like, you know, just the only time you hear from Juliana when it's time for a lunch order. And she comes in hot. She comes in she hot. She said, for Tim, that. we doing Joe's tacos? Hey, hey, what hey, we yeah, doing, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wait. actually, what are you eating for lunch today, boss? Uh oh, are, for real? I'm just uh, we're I'm, just wondering. Listen, okay. Tell Abby. <laughs> tell Abby that I need the same thing that I had um last week from uh from Prest. Like the the exact same thing with, with, with the boosters and, and she should know what I'm talking about. If she if she asks for clarity, let me know. But tell her I need the same thing from press that I had last week with the boosters. Okay, thank you so much. Um. Anyway, what y'all doing? Roll call. What's what's popping in the chat? You know what I'm saying? Live chat in the building. Hi. Hi. What's up? Somebody said, uh, "Where's Lakers gear? It's game week." Oh, somebody's asking for my Lakers gear because it's game week. It's not. It's in my closet. 
I, I, I appreciate y'all asking. Very yeah, very straightforward. I'm so, hey, it's in the closet. Um, but uh, I am I am like really like uh, um. What was I asking? Oh, I just wanted to know what y'all doing. Roll call. Where's everybody checking in from? Yeah, all of that. Come on, hit us. Prophetic training in Scotland. What? Hello. A- Ashley Franklin's in Scotland. Okay. Let's go, traveler. You got stamps in your passport. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, what's up, V from Montreal? Carlsbad, New Mexico. Let's go, Hayden. Uh, 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 Sammy is on assignment elsewhere. Um, uh, but of course he that he he's crew, but he's not here today. Um, Vacaville, California. Vacaville. Let me tell you something. That's Calville. Yeah, hey, hey, Vacaville, uh, Raleigh, Phoenix, Seattle, DMV area, Pittsburgh, all the way from Portugal. Let's Woo! go, Portugal. Aha. Rhode Island. Oh, y'all hit y'all hit me up too quick. Um, there's somebody South Kakalaka. <laughs> That actually says South Kakalaki. For real, though. Kalamazoo. Oh, it's bouncing. Um, uh, Utah. Bahamas. What's up, Bahamas? Blessed. Hey, what part of the Bahamas? We got islanders in here for real. Trinidad and Tobago. Let's go. South Africa. South Africa, Long Island, Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Raleigh, Memphis, Tifton, Georgia. Jamaica. New Jersey. Booyaka, booyaka. Jamaica. Let's go. Dago, Cali. Now y'all just talking slang. Um, um, uh, Raleigh, uh, th- somebody wants Raleigh, North Carolina to stand up. <laughs> you got a stand up player. Everybody, everybody, even if you're in a wheelchair, stand <laughs> up. Uh, Lagos, Nigeria, Aspen, Colorado. Ooh, Aspen. That sounds dope right now. DeSoto. Oh, yeah. you down the street, Jazzy. Yo, okay, That's DeSoto. Me, hey, yo, shout out DeSoto High School. What's up? 2000. <laughs> And that dude's turned up. Fayetteville, Pretoria, Pretoria. I don't know why I needed to say it like that. Cologne, uh, Germany. Uh, Locust Grove, Georgia. Y'all being specific. <laughs> Please don't put your address in here. Midland, Texas, Los Angeles all day. Uh, uh, Tony, I'm coming back in. Um, I'm coming back in December. Uh, we got some pods to tape there in December. NYC Transformation Tulsa Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Who is they this? They got a city. No, wait, who who is this? <laughs> they Transfer- got a city player. Transformation. Where'd it go? I'm trying to see their name. Andrew Sanchez said, "Listen, listen. Transformation is, is is a significant church, but when when you address it as Transformation Tulsa, Oklahoma, they got a zip code, Daddy. You, you really about that life for mm-hmm. real? Kansas City, Midland, Texas, Vegas, India." Bangalore. Wow. What's up, Abigail? Um, Abu Dhabi. What's up, Abu Dhabi? Wow. Knoxville. Okay. Willis. Y'all out here. Dominican Republic. DR. Let's go. I'm Mexican, but I'm in Illinois. Okay, Gabriel. We got it. <laughs> Kissing me. Listen, last time I went, I Pauly's Island. Siloam Island or Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Or like as I affectionately refer to it as Arkansas, Albuquerque, Wisconsin. We already got seven hundred people in the chat. Cape Town, Jackson, Mississippi, Big Memphis, Tennessee, Brooklyn in the house, Long Beach. Let's go, man. Amarillo, Antigua, and uh, Bar Barbuda or, or Bermuda. Maybe they meant Bermuda. Bermuda. I don't. 
listen, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Let's go, chocolate. Um, uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Let's go, Brazil. Um, Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nash, Vegas. I've heard that once before. What's up, Tennessee? Granada, Mississippi. Man, Rosenberg, y'all, y'all, Toledo, y'all are in here. Orlando, Baton Rouge, Oakland, yeah. South Carolina, Kyle, Texas, Chattanooga, Toronto, West Monroe, Louisiana, yeah. Barbados, straight up in the building. Derek is in Wilmington, Delaware, Central Oregon, not to be confused with Northern or Southern, Cincinnati, Ohio, New Jersey, Mumbai, India. Uh-huh. Let's go. Praise God. Garthen, uh, uh, Colombia, Cartagena, Cartagena, Cartagena. That's dope. Denton, <laughs> I'm in Denton. What, what y'all doing? What we doing? Um. Anyway, Trinidad, Omaha, Nebraska. Let's go, Philly, Finland, Tucson. I'll be in Tucson tomorrow. Netherlands. Man. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, shout out. That was a dope roll call. I love all of y'all. Hope y'all are doing well. All right, so let me tell y'all some stuff before we get into some Q&A. I just had a dope weekend. I was with our friends that we've known 20-plus years. Actually, Juliet and I have been going to this church before we were married. They actually pulled out a picture yesterday. Um, I was at this church uh, with my friends. They celebrated yesterday the 140th anniversary of the church. The church has been in existence for for 140 years. They've only had 10 pastors. Yeah, they've had they've had less pastors than I mean it's, they haven't been a, a, um, a, a church as long as this country's been a country, but that's a pretty that's a pretty doggone good track record. So they've they've been in existence for 140 years. Uh, my dear friend Doyle Adams is the pastor, and uh, he asked me to come preach. Um, but we had we had met up at a uh, we saw each other at a at a comedy show. It was actually Kev on stage. It was Kev on stage and Tony Baker and a couple of other people. And, um, you know, I told him that I was going to start doing stand-up again. And so, um, and that that's why I was coming, to, that's why I went to the, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to the, to the um, show because I just wanted to be in that atmosphere again and kind of vibe with that. Bless you. I know you sneeze, so I'm blessing. So anyway, I um, I told him that, and like two weeks later, he hits me up and he's like, "Hey, um, how would you feel about doing a um comedy? Like, if you you're preaching on Sunday, but what if you come in on Saturday and like do comedy, and then you can do like a Q and A." like you would do at the basement. And, man, I wanted to say no so bad. I wanted to say no so bad. Because, you know, when you when you, when you you tell somebody you're about to do something, as long as it's still, like, a theory, like, in your head, like, hey, man, one day I'm going to go back to college. That's one thing, right? But the moment you step on the college campus or, like, you, you, like, you, like, actually test, take the test or, 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 Go pay your admission for your classes for the semester. It gets real, man. And then you feel different. Your body starts feeling different or whatever. And I have been talking about it, and I have been actually writing jokes. 
Well, writing stories, because I'm a storyteller. I'm not really a joke teller as much as I'm a storyteller. And so um, I was like, yeah, bro, okay, I'll do it. And, dude, before I could change my mind, because I promise you, you you ever committed to something, and then, like, there's still enough time for you to be like, nah, man, I don't want that no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even on my Uber Eats, that they do that. They give you, like, 10 seconds. You know what I mean? You you hit the button, and it's like, all right, bro, you got 10 seconds. And after that, you getting this pizza. Like, whether you want it or not, you know what I'm saying? You about to get this pizza. So I was like, I was I, I wanted to, like, respond and be like, you know what, man, on second thought, bro, let me just focus on the sermon and, like, not worry about that. Bro, this dude had already created a flyer. <laughs> Comedy night with Tim Ross. Join us. LOL. Laugh out loud. I was like, hey, bro, whoa. You, you're, whoa, you're, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those whoa. expectations are a little too, too, too high. I don't even know if this is going to be LOL. It might be, like, COL. Like, it might be chuckle out loud. I don't know if it's going to be. Giggle out loud. Yeah, yeah. It might be G-O-L. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be LOL, you know. But this dude had already made a flyer. Brothers fast. With my freaking face on it. And it was a nice graphic. <laughs> then it was like, comedy night with Tim Ross. Be there. And I said, ah, damn it. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Man, what did I do? Why did I do this? Now I don't even want to do it. Then, I, then the nerves, dude. My my neural system went crazy. My. So anyway, man, we drove down there. And I'm nervous, bro. I'm nervous like. I'm nervous like I haven't done it before, as I should be. Be careful, mister. Um, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous as I should be because I am. It's been 24 years. Now, get this. You can't you cannot make this up. The last time I did comedy, like stand up proper, I was 24. And that was 24 years ago. I was 24, and it was 24 years ago. So I just had these nerves that were just building up, man, where I was like, oh, man, this is I don't know if it's going to be good. And so Juliet just kept encouraging me, like, baby, you're going to be great, and I promise you it's going to be great. And listen, man, I appreciate, I appreciate all the encouragement Juliet gave me, and it still didn't make my nerves go away. <laughs> Nothing worked. When I tell you nothing worked, so your, nerv- fam, so your nervous system was just through the roof, bro. Going crazy, fam. I was just like, man, I'm, 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 I'm so like, I was like, man, I don't know. Were you able to eat anything, or you were just fasting the whole day because of the nerves? Um, did I eat anything? Yeah, I I ate at like four, because I do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. anyway. So like, I ate around four. Juliet made me some eggs and some turkey bacon. Um, Cute. And some avocados, which were delicious. Bro, and then, like, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm going to show y'all what I had. This is this is crazy. I'm going to show y'all. I don't know if you're going to be able to focus on this, Hector. Um, let me see. Y'all got to see this. I'm going to show you my set list, and I'm going to tell you how it went down. This is my set list. Can y'all can you focus on that? Yeah, we can do that. Do it. Can you turn your screen brightness down? Yeah, I'll turn it down. Just move the mic. Just come closer. Just come closer. Like this. Can y'all see that? Let's close your up, Hector. Close it up. Y'all see that? Yes, we can. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, y'all see that set list, right? Mm-hmm. Four. 
four. That's four. That's four stories. Environmental trauma, side chick series, food allergies, and flight privilege. Those are my four. Those are my four stories that I was like, I'm, I'm about to tell, right? So I just keep looking at these four stories, and I'm like, man, I, I, um, I, I pray I get like somewhere between 15 and 25 minutes. 15 minutes would be tight. 15 minutes is out if if I was a professional. You know what I mean? Like, if I was doing this for real, for real, 15 minutes, if I was super tight, if I'm sloppy and I can, like, meander a little bit, 25 minutes. Like, that's all. If I get a, if I get a sloppy 25-minute set done, I'll I will live with it. Like, but let me be honest, I chose Benton, Louisiana on purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if Mike Todd would have been like, hey, man, I'm going to let you do a stand-up set at Transformation Church, I'd have been like, yeah, nah, bro, I'm not doing that. I chose Benton, Louisiana on purpose. Uh, n- number one reason, Benton rhymes with Denton. No, I'm just playing. It just happens, it just happens to rhyme. Let's, um, and let's just not cr- uh, gloss over, because the chat's going crazy. Everyone's laughing at Side Chick Siri. They're, they're very curious right now because that that alone, I already know the premise is hilarious. Hey, Side Chick Siri, dog. Side Chick Siri, bro. The girl is not playing around. Does Google have their own Siri? Lugal or Larry, what, do they have a thing? Lugal, bro. I don't that know. That was the laziest <laughs> attempt at, like, an AI name ever. Lugal? I don't know nothing. But then you went Larry? I don't know. Why are you in love with this L? And Because I want a W, dog. I got to get out of this hole. <laughs> I got to get out of this hole that I'm in. First, you don't want to eat Papa John's pizza. I'm not eating Papa John's. You said John's there's no there. Mexicans in Chicago. So I never uh, said that. Okay, I said that. Okay, uh, I was about to say, bro, like, you can't be putting words in my mouth out here. They'll, they'll clip that, bro. They'll clip that and start a story. And then a, they'll, a, a story. And they'll clip me. They'll, so. They will clip you. Yeah, so. yeah they'll clip you. So, so I... um. I like referring to them as they. Th- those are the only pronouns I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize from now on. The only pronouns I'm recognizing are people that make reaction videos about me. <laughs> they are them, they They them and and those. They clips. <laughs> they clips. They clips. They clips. Them clips. Them clips. Have you seen <laughs> them clips? That's hilarious. It's in their little Instagram bio. Yeah, yeah. Them, they, and those. <laughs> <laughs> Parenthetically, given to us by Tim. Um, so anyway, uh, I had these four. I have these four jokes. I have these uh, these four things, right? And so, yo, let me let me and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I had to do this. First of all, um, comedy is something that that I've always loved. Comedy is something that I've had, and and that I've been actually doing. I didn't know I was doing it, but I've been doing it since I was single digits. Um, it was the first thing that helped me uh, um, cope with my trauma was humor. And so um, I was always funny growing up. And then when I moved to Texas, I actually sat down with a guy that was a comedic writer. He used to write for DeGeneres and Leno. And he kind of taught me how to write jokes. And, you know, the art of joke writing is, you know, you got to have a premise and then you got to have a punchline. Like, I mean, that is the, like, most bare bones, generic, straightforward way I can describe that. But what I realized, though, is that, like, I don't I don't tell jokes. 
Um, I don't know what that sound was, but are we good though? Um, I don't tell jokes, uh, but I do tell stories. And so I just, uh, I took the premises and then I'm like, I, I just got to put it into a story form. And um, the reason why, the reason why I felt like I needed to start doing it again at this season of my life is that um, my assignment is highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs, like straightforward. Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to reach people where they are and I can't reach everybody because I can't do everything. But with the gifts and talents that God has given me, I plan to die empty. And I need to make sure y'all understand that. Like, I'm I'm about I'm about that life where if God gives me a gift, I'm going to use it until it cannot be used anymore. I'm going to pour myself completely out as an offering unto the Lord, and I'm going to die empty. And if I can't die empty, I'll just die trying. Um, But uh, I'm doing public speaking next next year like corporate speaking, because there's a lot of people in that corporate world that um, don't know Jesus, and I know how to talk to them. So I'm going after them. But then another place is that people peek out of the highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs is to be entertained. And, and people love to laugh. People love to be distracted, get away, laugh at some stuff. And I want to be in that space. Um, the very first time I performed at the Improv, I was 24 years old, and it was a three-minute set. Um Improv is an A-list club. It was part of our kind of um, recital graduation for passing this six-week course that we did um, with Dean. And you get you get three minutes, and afterwards, what Dean told us the whole six weeks was, kiss this three minutes goodbye. You're at an A-list club. This is the first and last time you're going to be here for at least two to five years because you're about to have to go do every whack, ratty, hole-in-the-wall club you're going to be performing at bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. You're going to be performing at birthday parties and weddings and, like, corporate events, and people ain't going to be laughing. And you're just going to have to get your comedic chops up. And so I did my three-minute set. I'll never forget the very first um, the very first story that I told was about going to Costco. And basically the premise was that if you have a, if you have a Sam's or Costco card um, and you lose your job, uh, you'll never have to worry about starving. Because as long as you have that card and you can get there, you can eat for free. Because those samples will give you enough money to eat. Not enough money, but the, the samples are full meals. If you plan it right and plan all the stations, you can just keep going around to all the stations until your belly's full. But you have to have a cart. <laughs> you know, you got to play it off. You got to put stuff in your cart, but then you don't check out. You just leave with your belly full off all the samples. So um, that's, the, that's the first story that I ever told at the Improv. And it and it went well. So anyway, um, uh, after I got done, the club manager comes up to me, and the club manager says, "Man, that was a really good set. Would you like to come back next Friday and work on your material?" And y'all, I gotta tell you, that was a moment that that I believe was open for me. I believe God would have been pleased with it, but I had so much of a religious spirit that I literally thought it was a trap from the enemy. I ran from it. Like, I ran from an open door. That man told me for six weeks, kiss the improv goodbye. It's going to take you two to four, two to five years, two and a half to five years before uh, anybody will let you back in the A-list club. And that's if you're good and you really work on your stuff. And I did that three-minute set. Three minutes, y'all. Three minutes ain't a long time. 
unless you're bombing. Then it's forever, right? It went by fast for me, which means it was a good set. Thank you, God. But when I got done, the club manager of the improv invited me back the next week. And I literally thought it was a trap from the enemy. Like, oh, no, if I do this, I'm probably going to be smoking cigarettes with Dave Chappelle somewhere in a green room. And no, I think it's a trap. And, and I was in my own head. I was young. And I ran from the moment, and I never looked back. And so 24 years later, I feel like and the Lord gave this to me when I was in, was in, in Australia in July. I felt like 8,000 miles away from home, the Lord just brought it back and laid it in the bed and was like, hey, you forgot something. That's literally how it happened. And I told y'all about it because there was an open mic in Australia, and I and I went in and inquired about it because I was going to do an open mic there. I was just like, let me just get back up there. Did you do it? I didn't. They didn't. They um, they went through a company. Okay. So it was, a, and I understand that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to break in here uh, to do comedy. And, um, but it was on my mind from then. I sat down with, um, Jamie Kilstein, and I was like, hey, bro, if you don't think I should be doing this, I ain't going to do it. He was like, do it. Then I sat down with Michael Jr., and I was like, Michael, if you tell me not to do this, I ain't going to do this because I, res- I respect him as a comedian. Dude's, dude's brilliant. And he's like, I would usually tell anybody that's a preacher, don't ever try to do comedy. Mm-hmm. He was like, you? He said, bro, you could do a 15-minute set at the Improv tonight. And I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't take it that far. And you did this with the podcast as well. Like you do your rounds. I do, is that man. is that a, a, the accountability round? No, that, what, that, what that's that? that's insecurity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it a buck, bro. That's insecurity talking. And I don't think all insecurity is bad. You know what I'm saying? Everybody thinks that insecurity must mean you you like you're self-loathing. Insecurity and self-loathing are two different things. Insecure just means like, man, I don't feel capable of this. I don't feel like I can, I don't feel like this is really what I should be doing. Um, but I push past it. I just make those inquiries to just make sure like, it, uh, I, it, it's about um, awareness for me. If I have a blind spot, let me know. If I'm, do, if I'm about to step into something I shouldn't be stepping into, I, I need somebody else to holler at me. A lot of times we, we're overconfident. Yeah, I could do that. I'll be fine. And it's like, hey, bro, do you know you need a bulletproof vest if you're going to go in there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like so, th- some people don't know they can get punched in the mouth. That some people don't know. Like, what should I be expecting? What should I watch out for? What should I be thinking when I go in here? And Jamie, both Jamie and Michael were able to give me some, like, very valuable information so that I wouldn't walk in here blind, stepping back into it. Did it give you uh, just confidence hearing that from your friend to overcome that insecurity? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And even when I got down to Benton, right, I'm, I'm like super nervous or whatever, and I'm telling uh, both Michael, I'm texting both Michael and Jamie, telling like, bro, I'm going on tonight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's going to happen. And Michael hit me up immediately, bro. He called me. He was like, hey, bro. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Ebony. I'm about to do a show. He was like, but, bro. And, dude, Michael's such a genius. In, like, four and a half minutes, he had me, like, straight. He was like, all right, where are you at? I was like, I'm in Benton, Louisiana. (laughs) Right? I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to ever see. I'm not calling Benton nowhere, but I'm just saying, like, even though that flyer went out, it wasn't like it was, like, 700 people in there. It wasn't a New York City hitter. No, 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 no. Right, right? It wasn't like 
like uh uh the B side launch. You know what I'm saying? Like we sold out in eight days, right? It was it was um it it was it was a nice it was a nice crowd though, but but it was it was it was safe for my nerves, right? So he's like, all right, cool. So this is a friendly audience. I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. And um, he was like, cool. Here's what you need to do. As soon as you get up there, let them know what this is and what this isn't. Tell them to lower their expectations. He said, because who you cannot compete against tonight is Tim the podcaster and Tim the preacher. He said, you don't want to be competing against them. He said, uh, the comedy Tim can't, 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 uh, uh, can't stand up to those two. He said, so get those two out the way. Mm. Let them know, hey, this ain't podcast Tim and this ain't uh, preacher Tim. I- I'm just going to tell some stories. He said, and then just get right into your set. So I did. And I told Juliet to time it because I was like, I'm a nerd. I'm like, so you got to time this. I need to know how, mu- how much material I actually did or what I got through. Y'all ain't going to be, y'all ain't prepared though. Y'all ain't pre- I hope this story ain't boring y'all. And I hope y'all getting some inspiration from it because this is all I got today. All right. Um, are y'all ready, though? Hit it. Yeah, we ready. Okay. We're ready, baby. All right. Do y'all want to know how long that set was? How long was it set? How long was it set, baby? And I can't believe it. I really cannot believe it. And it seems like it flew by. And I'm not saying this, like, I'm not saying this was a bomb. Like, when I give you the time, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you this whole, all this time was, like, dope stuff. But I cannot believe how long it was. Can I guess one more time? You want to guess? Go ahead. I think, and, and you opened? You uh, opened You opened for Kev on stage, or you were doing, like, a full set? What was? No, no, no. It was just me. Okay, it was just you? It was just me. You did a 30-minute set. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to drink my water. Okay, there it is. This brother did a full hour special. And you didn't call me in, dog. We could have filmed it and uploaded it. Heavens no. (laughs) One hour and four minutes. Lord, have mercy on my soul. One hour and four minutes. Yes, sir. So let me tell you what, what, what happened that was, like, really surreal and, um... It was just, it was just, the, surreal is going to be the best word I have for it. Um, if I was to use a secular term, I would say it was magical. Um, but it was very surreal. Like right before I go up, I take a look at that. I want to say like maybe 45 minutes before I go up, I take a look at that set list. I told you it was four, Right. And I so as I'm reading environmental trauma, literally my brain starts thinking about two stories deeper than environmental trauma. Mm-hmm. So say I'm about to come out and talk about Lord of the Rings. Forty five minutes before I go out, the Hobbit enters my mind. Mm. So now I can talk about the Hobbit before I talk about Lord. Like it, like I was getting, I started building out stuff in my head. Like I can't say I started. Just this imagery started coming to me. Side chick Siri, when I when I when I was thinking about side side chick Siri, then like other technology like stories started coming. Like it, anyway, it was just very very surreal. 
Long story short, man, it wound up being an hour and four minute set. Did you crush it? No, I don't think I crushed it. Did the crowd love it? They did. Okay, so you crushed it. I don't think I crushed it. Is that, I don't think I crushed is it. Is that the is that the uh is that your uh Michael Jordan in you? No, 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 no. That's just that's that's me that's me being a realist. Okay. Bro, I haven't done it in twenty four years. So um crush, no. Rust, yes. I rested it. But right? they, but they <laughs> but it sounds like the crowd was down with it though. They were down with it. That's a win, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a major win. It never got to the point where it was like, mm, please stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. Which was which I'm grateful for. But I just did not see or hear all of that coming out coming out of me. Um, okay, I've told y'all all of that. <laughs> and I know I've raised your 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 um interest in it. <laughs> Somebody put press B for laughter. <laughs> uh <laughs> But 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 I but I do want you to know you're not gonna see it. So um, it's private. It, it's they're not gonna make it public. You I'm so a, grateful. You were in a safe place. I was in a safe, safe place, place to just work out some stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I I remember seeing I saw Chris Rock last year before he did his Netflix special. He did an hour and forty seven minutes. Um, because that's when you're working out everything. You know what I mean? And then he got it down to, I think it was about 105 when his Netflix special was like 65 minutes. Or I think, yeah, I think it was just a little over an hour. But he's, 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 he's one, he's one of the best to ever do it. So in the, so, so if I did 104 and then I got it really, really tight, then it would probably be 30 minutes. Okay. Which is unbelievable like that's unbelievable you know what i mean that's, that's amazing, amazing. that is absolutely amazing so i need to watch it again because i need to get the um you got it on tape at least so oh yeah they, they yeah they recorded it awesome so i just need to get it and and just go over it and like pick the stuff that i'm like keep that Heck for yeah, sure because there's so much that came out that just wasn't on wasn't on my set list so it was uh Lakeisha Harris said, uh, uh, you're safe with us, Tim. Let's go. Just tell us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Pop a little joke. Yeah, well, well, I, I'll, t- I, I'll, I'll just talk through. I could talk through the jokes with you. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, perform them right now. But I'll tell you the, the, the premises of all of them. So my environmental trauma, uh, that, that one is just basically... Um, I start talking about, you know, being born and raised in, in the hood. Um, all the, like, and the difference between, like, a hood and a neighborhood um, is uh, in the hood, there are no neighbors. So y- your, your outlook is completely different. And when you grow up in the hood, you don't know you're in the hood <laughs> until you're out. And then you're like, is that where I was? I could have died. Y- you know what I mean? And so... The violence, the drugs, the gangs, all that kind of stuff, right? So I don't know that the hood was bad, right? When you grow up a certain way, it's your normal. You wouldn't, you would never say like, "I had a bad childhood" or "I had a, I lived in a rough neighborhood." Well, if you didn't have nothing to compare it to, then you're like, "Yeah, I just grew up in this neighborhood," right? So um, then I, so I established that. Then I talk about you know how therapy 
will will make you revisit your life with a new lens and everything will be bad. You know what I mean? So when I told my life coach that, you know, about how I was raised and the knives that were pulled on me and the guns that were pulled on me, she's like, oh, no, like, Tim, like, you, you, you had environmental trauma. And I'm like, no, I didn't, you know. And then I realized I carry my gun to Sprouts. You know, I carry my gun to Whole Foods, and so then I, I then I have like this funny um, act out with going into Sprouts or to Whole Foods with your gun, and you're like, "What danger lurks trying to pick up oat milk? Like, what could possibly go wrong?" In like the com- in the kombucha section. Like, like 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 I'm literally my brain is as lit as if I'm on the block, but I'm at a I'm at Sprouts. Like, it doesn't get bougier than this. You know what I mean? So um, so I just talk about environmental trauma, how that plays out with that one. And then um, um, uh, Side Chick Siri is just about how she's just getting too comfortable now. Like, when she first came out, she was, like, billed as, like, a personal assistant, and she was, like, super professional. And it was like, hey, Siri. And it was always like, how may I assist you? Like, she was very, like, warm and inviting, and it's like, hey, what's the weather today, Siri? And then she's like, the weather today is da-da-da-da. And it's like, what's the, what's the um, y- you know, uh, what's on my calendar today, Siri? And it's like, ah, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so I don't know what update hit Siri. Hit Siri? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it, I don't know what update hit it, but then she just got way too comfortable, and it changed. Because one day I said, um, hey, Siri, and then there was a pause, and she said, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Freakville 1.0 update. I was like, hey, homie, you a little too comfortable. Uh-huh. I was like, Julieta, Julieta, come get both of us if you if you sound like this. Like, why are you sound like this? And then um, this, was a, this was a hilarious moment. I said, um... So I so so I talk about talking back to her and being like, "Hey, you sound a little too comfortable." And then I said, her response was, "What I do?" And when I tell you, the women in there <laughs> lost it. That was like unintended. Like I did not know that was going to be funny. But uh, like they like they, they lost it. Not like laughter. They was like, oh, like jealous, like. Is that the way she talks? They felt it. They felt they it. They felt it. They were in the, in there with you. So I that was so funny to me, and I was like, "Hey," I said, "That's not that's not really what she said." I was like, "If somebody codes Siri to suck her teeth, then it's just some black people that work at Apple now, and they, and she gonna be Siriana by the end of the by the end of the year." So I then I just do a whole what if about like if if Siri became like a vindictive side chick and you know, you start asking her questions and she's like, why don't you ask your little girlfriend? And I'm like, you, you mean my wife? Like, why? (laughs) you know what I mean? Hey Siri, what's the weather? Why don't you ask your little girlfriend? Um, uh, just head bopping. And I'm like, Siri, like, I don't understand why you you always, you, you always telling me to call her and you always telling me to check on her. And you always trying to figure out where she at. 
but you don't talk to me no more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just just getting, like, very vindictive. And then um, I didn't say this to them because this is a church setting. I would have said it more in a club setting. Like, Siri, like, we're just friends. And then she pops off and says, I spend most of my time in your front pocket. We are more than friends. That's great, dude. That's great, dude. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. So that's Siri. Not Serita. That is hilarious. Serita is... (laughs) Listen, Serita is hilarious. I'm weak. Siraquisha. Siraquisha is just unbelievable. Yeah, I know about uh, uh I know about Kat Von D. Um, she gave her life to Jesus. She's a tattoo artist. Sadly, some Christians are spewing hate at her. Uh, can we show her some love and encourage her in the basement? Oh, for sure. Okay. Like, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Kat Von D. got gave her life to Jesus. Kat, I don't know if you're watching or not. I don't I don't know why you would ever be watching this. But if you if you ever see this, I love you, and I'm so proud of you. Listen, I don't know the type of bravery it took for you to put it all on the line to openly confess and profess Jesus Christ as Lord and get baptized. First of all, you did it in a beautiful way. Baptism should be public. Anybody trying to give you flack for doing that publicly is crazy. Um, But I just want you to know you got a brother in me, and you got a lot of brothers and sisters that love you that care for you, that support you. If you never, if you ever need anything, let us know. If we never meet, just know I'm praying for you. Um, I know for a fact that the enemy's not mad, that the enemy is uh, not happy that you gave your life to Jesus. But please know you got overwhelming support. Yeah. You got overwhelming support uh, from the basement community. We love you, and we're, we're grateful for you. You are our sister in Christ, and we, we thank God for you. And I pray that the influence that that um, that you already had uh, turns a lot of people's hearts to Jesus Christ. All right, that's it. Um. So that was uh that was side chick Siri. Then I talked about my food allergies, and I talked about I give the waitresses and the waiters like too much information about my food allergies that they didn't ask for. Um. And that that one's kind of like mm, I, I just tested it. I'll probably replace that one with something. And then flight privilege was last because it's my strongest. And um, basically, I talk about how 2020 was a hard year, politics, racism, vaccines, um, elections. Um, And, you know, I talked about how after Ahmaud Arbery died and George Floyd was murdered. um, Well, Ahmaud Arbery was murdered, too. After Ahmaud Arbery was murdered and George Floyd was murdered, all my white friends like called me to check on me. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good," you know. And they were like, "Man, it's just it's just so much happening out there. I just want to make sure you're all right." And I'm like, "I'm good, bro." And they're like, "You know, they're they're talking about white privilege and they're talking about you know systemic racism and 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 white fragility and." They're like, those things aren't real. And I was like, oh, no, that's very real. And they're like, white privilege isn't real. I was like, oh, no, you have it. And they're like, no, I don't. And I'm like, you do, you know. And um, and so the way that I the way that I explain their white privilege 
is by explaining my flight privilege. Because I have more than a million miles on American. And there's a whole system that has been uh, designed just to benefit me. Um, and so I go through the whole, I go through all the benefits that American affords me uh, and my flight privilege and the fact that um, uh, I live a completely different life than those that, that are in coach because of my flight privilege. Uh, and I talk about the segregation because of the curtain inside the airplane and those first 20 seats puts me in the top 1% of all people. And, you know, uh, when people call group nine, uh, when people call group eight, in my mind, I think that's section eight. They probably have EBT cards. And uh, anyway, flight privilege is uh, how I explain white privilege to white people. And after I get it's done, great, after I get done, they're like, "Got it." I I have white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "I do have white privilege." Thank you so much. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> somebody said, "Damn, he just roasted me." <laughs> <laughs> Alejandra, I don't even know what I said for you to say that. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's what it was. Somebody said, hey, Unc, any advice on how to hush, hear from God, understand, share, and reset to humility? I th- they gave I, you the whole acronym? I, I think you just... You figured it out, brother. I think you just figured out how to hush. <laughs> Hear from God, understand, share, and reset to humility. Any advice on how to? Okay, so so seven aesthetics. What I will say about hearing from God is that God sounds like what he wrote, so please read your Bible. Um, That's the first thing I tell people to do when they say I need to start hearing from God. I tell them to read the Bible because he sounds like what he wrote. Um, understand and to share. Get yourself a nice study Bible or a life application Bible. They come in a lot of different translations, and they will be okay. And how do you reset to humility? The way you re the way you re uh, reset to humility is to first acknowledge that you have pride. The Bible says to humble yourself. So if you humble yourself, well, let me let me tell you what that implies. If the Bible tells you to humble yourself, it implies that you know when you're not being humble. And if you don't know when you're not being humble, then the only thing you need to do is to check with somebody <laughs> that loves you enough to tell you the truth about you. And when they do tell you the truth about you, do not be defensive. Be curious. Be curious as to why they told you what they told you or they said what they said. And then reflect on what that may mean for you. Juliana, por favor. Um, can you warm this up for me? Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um so uh, I hope that helps. Um, and I do, I do just want to celebrate real quick. We are, I counted every episode that we've done, and we should have actually celebrated the 100 episode special last week. Are you serious? Because right now we're at 103. Are you serious? So I want to tell you that I love you. I love you too, May bro. I encourage you real quick? Please. And then I have a gift for you that I worked on last night at midnight with all of the dwellers. Okay. I love you. I love you, too. And um, I'm super grateful for you. Thank you, bro. You're doing great. Thank you, man. And I'm excited to open for you as a prop comic. I'm bringing Muppets. <laughs> I'm bringing sandals. What? 
and I'm gonna crush it for you. I'm gonna do a solid five <laughs> okay. hours, and uh. then. <laughs> No, a solid all, five hours with Muppets. Hey, it's in, hilarious. In all seriousness, though, um, I, I checked with you and Huli yesterday to ensure that no one was going to be on social media. Yep. Luckily, you already Sabbath yeah. on uh, Sunday, so uh-huh. that was a layup for me. Yeah. And I got all the dwellers to help me out, and let's just say we have something special for you. Okay. And if uh, are you able to see your monitor here in front of you, I am. And when we played the intro, did you hear it at the front end? Yeah, I did. Okay, so uh, Sean P. And in three, two, one. Oh, Lord have mercy on my soul. Hold it. Technical uh, difficulties. Uh, are we just playing? This is we, the first bit. This is we, the first bit. Are we, this is a, this is we just playing dope tracks now? <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to figure it out. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy yeah, on me. What does that mean? We did all these tests for nothing. We did a lot of tests. This is a complete fail. It's fine. Worked. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know if this screen has anything to do with it, but there's like a something that needs to be tapped for like okay on that screen. Do y'all see that? Oh no! Okay. Y- you go wrap around, Daddy, you see that? and you figure that out. Yeah, yeah, that's and uh, that's probably it. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. And remember, it's not touchscreen, Daddy. That's a seventy dollar monitor from Amazon. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen, brother. We'll take we're, it. We're still grateful. Hey, we'll take it. That's seven hundred dollars. Despise not the day of small beginnings. And he does. This is stepping out on water, yo. The only reason why I'm coming out of this boat, Lord, and stepping on water instead of swimming in it is because you said come. Got to change the batteries and you hear the beep beep and the whole congregation hears the beep beep and everybody has to be prepared because it affects everybody. Like I'm hearing all this, I'm like, are you telling me to leave? Like, are you telling me that my season's up at this church? Let it flow even now. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of The Basement with Tim Ross. I've learned about the impact of vulnerability, the importance of communication, the importance of curiosity. The Me Basement is home, is a place where I get to experience the most amazing conversations I've ever heard and being able to um, get to the next level of a spiritual maturity. I'd like to thank y'all so much for doing this podcast. Y'all have helped me walk through faith and obedience with Christ. And recently from y'all's podcast, I've had this huge desire to just grow a personal relationship with Christ and I just cannot thank y'all enough. This podcast has been a blessing to me. I did not know I needed you and because of it, because of your obedience, my life has been impacted and so I'm so thankful. You are able to be vulnerable. It's a safe space. I literally can't see myself without looking at the podcast now. Thank you. Very grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. 
Uh, congratulations on 100 episodes, man, a fan for life. You guys are amazing. I have learned so much over the past year. You guys have taught me and given me language for things that I didn't even know could be spoken, man. I've been a dweller from Japan from day one, and I love the basement. This has been a year of learning boundaries and learning to be a safe place, and I just want to be a safe place for other people. So thank you, Tim and the team, for your vulnerability. All you do, you're impacting the world. Basement has changed my life is the authenticity that I am allowed to share with my God. It's changing the trajectory of my life and my family's life. You're getting out the cheat codes. So y'all, congratulations again, and let's get more people down in the basement. Happy 100 episodes, bro. I love you. Or we love you. Bro, this was a collective team effort. It was. So happy anniversary to you, too. Happy anniversary to you, Sean. Happy anniversary to Juliana. Happy anniversary to Sammy. Happy anniversary to JB. Happy anniversary to every guest that we've ever had. Ooh, y'all be pulling my emotions. It's too draining. <laughs> I can't fool with y'all like that. Y'all be... Y'all be doing too much, man. Lord have mercy, God. I can't deal with y'all like that. Oh, jeez. Lord have mercy. Yo, we love you, bro. I, I felt it. I'm walking Katie Trail yesterday, and I just felt it. I'm like, dude, go on Tim's Instagram right now, kick them off social, and just ask the dwellers to help. Tim, in my laptop, I have over 50 minutes of footage. Like, when I pulled it all into the editing bay, it's 50 minutes because there was so many people that sent, you know, 15 to 25 second videos. Yeah. So many people blew me up wanting wanting to be a part. And, bro, I mean, I just don't want us to lose sight. Like, yeah, bro. we're building. We're Yes, we're building the app. We're grinding. You don't have a day off this whole month. Like, it's such a grind. Yeah. But, like, this is so special. Oh, my gosh, bro. It's only been a year. <sighs> I cannot believe we've done 100 episodes. That's wild. That's wild. And to see those faces, like, it's one thing to see those names, but, man. Woo-wee. Never going to get used to it. I just, I never want to get used to it because I never want to take it for granted. You know, some people just, it just becomes routine for them, and they kind of get callous. I think the thing that, 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 that has been, um, that I just won't allow the enemy to take away is um, my gratitude and my sensitivity. You know, a lot of people start doing this type of work and it j they just get kind of like callous and it's kind of just another day and, it's, and you're listening to people's stories and some of them are beautiful and some of them are, you know, broken and ugly and, and, and you're just kind of like, eh, meh, 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 meh. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man. This is beautiful. So thank you. Thank all of you. Let me thank you. Happy anniversary. Not happy anniversary, but happy hundred to us. Cheers to us. Whatever you drink and raise a glass of it. Cheers to us. We we are 
We are better because we found each other. Mm-hmm. That I know. We are so much better because we found each other. And so. And just to just to put give a little more context to the crazy scope of all of this, 33 million people in the lifespan of the YouTube channel have laid eyes and heard about the basement, right? Yep. They've clicked a video and they've watched. Yep. We've had 5 million people, um, uh, 5 million hours of watch time. <laughs> 5 million hours of watch time. That's wild. And 293,000 people officially became a dweller. Yep. And they're in it with us. It's beautiful, man. Wow. That's just, uh, just wow, man. That's all I can say. Man. Dude, you, you are one of the most spirit-filled, sensitive, creative directors <laughs> I've ever met in my life. I love you, dude. I, that's that's I'm being I'm being for real, Hector. You have even even the way you just said it. I was walking Katie Trail yesterday, but then I just sensed and like last week or a week and a half ago, you had us all get words of affirmation. I didn't even know how much. Like, dude, you're you're led by the spirit, bro. Amen. Um, and I just appreciate you. I love you, man. I love you too, bro. Love you, bro. I love you. Yeah, this is dope. This is dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, what you want me to do now, bro? Like, what are you... Making you cry three weeks in a row? <laughs> From now on, anytime Hector says, hey, stay off your social media, I'm going to be like, just hand me a box of Kleenex. <laughs> we got a subscription through Amazon, bro. They're sending them weekly, dog. We're going to run through these tissues. Unbelievable. Uh, it was really precious, too. While you were watching the video, everyone was saying, I already know Tim's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already know me. I'm not going to even try to act like. No, dude. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. It sounds funny to say as the, the younger guy, the young buck in the crew, but I'm so proud of you, dude, the way you've gone about this and the, the community you've built. Hey, listen, everyone out here is trying to start a podcast. We know that. Yeah. Everyone's trying to start a podcast because they want that cheddar. Yeah. They want that fame and the limelight. And, dog, you built a community. Even from the way you, you, you've you shared on how you led Embassy, yep. you were just very upfront. This is not going to be a megachurch. No. This will be the church God allows it to be. Yeah. And I'm just going to holster a community. Yeah, absolutely. And what's so funny, bro, about that mindset, now you've gone beyond every megachurch with the amount of people that you're reaching yep. through the Internet but still operating in those values. Yeah, I think, I think um, too many people try to get a following mm-hmm. um but a following in a community are two different things jesus had followers but not all of those followers were disciples mm. right and so you you who you really have is who you have when things aren't going that well and like I know that this I know that this group that we have, they're battle tested. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause you listen, there was enough stuff this year. You know, we're closing out this year. There was enough there was enough stuff this year from me that if you were on the fence about me, you made a decision. And your decision was either to rock with me or your decision was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not really feeling this dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put him on the fringes. Uh-huh. 
put him on a little probationary period. Let me see, you know, how reckless he is or whatever. But I stand by my convictions, man. I stand by my convictions. I'm a disciple of Jesus. And I stand by the way I feel like he's told me to do what he's told me to do. This ain't everybody's assignment. Mm -hmm. I promise you it's not everybody's assignment. And I'm not trying to make it everybody's assignment. But when you go deep sea fishing, you need different gear than when you go fishing in a pond. We out here doing deadliest catch. You know what I'm saying? We ain't out here. We we ain't out here doing, um, y- you know, you know, we're not fishing in a pond. That's you know, we're not just putting a, a worm on a bait. We out there throwing those pods out in the middle of the roughest seas because we trying to we trying to catch some people. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, man. Y'all are y'all are just amazing. So is that the video you put out today? Yeah, that no, no, that'll be a video that comes out uh, right now. I just airdropped it to Julie. Okay, got uh, you. But I wanted y'all off socials because I had to put on your story. Anytime I say that, now I know the cat's out the bag. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I go on your story and I say, "Hey guys, Hector oh. checking in." Okay, got you. DM me a video. Yep. Uh, to my account, so you don't see it even when you get back online. Yep. And then my Instagram is full of. All of it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. You're, you're, you're a good man. That's all I gotta say. I still can't believe it's been a hundred <laughs> episodes, bro. Are we kidding? What are we doing out here? Dude, this is wild. Uh, uh, your your son Noah today was was just go. Oh no, Nathan. He was going through the analytics hilariously enough, just on his own. Like, wow, Hector, you guys hit two hundred ninety three thousand today. Like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we made it. And he's like, yeah, we made it. <laughs> he's so sweet. <laughs> oh my babies, that is amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Mash Pool 1. Tim out here trying to catch Leviathans and such. <laughs> That's what we out here doing, fam. What? Come on now. Yeah, we out here. We we Listen, man, I'm, I'm in the highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs. That's like my, that's my assignment. We going after Homer Simpson faded into them bushes. That's our assignment. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's already at the wedding feast, and if you want to know what that metaphor is about, read Matthew 22, meet, read Luke 14. Everybody that's already at the wedding feast, man, y'all safe, bro. I don't expect y'all, I don't expect y'all to, 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 to be out as a part of the search committee. If you already made it to the wedding feast, if you already at the master's table, if you already eaten, if you've already changed your clothes, if you're already excited about all of that kind of stuff, man, let God, let God be a blessing to you. Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah, for a- sure. About that. Yeah. Uh, and then we do have uh, some email questions as well, and obviously people are going to send questions in the chat. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> that's my son crawling in the back, genuine. There he is. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's Noah trying to be all. I like when he crawls, but he's obviously in the frame. Yeah, he's, <laughs> baby, you could just walk, baby. You could just walk. It's okay. He's like, it's fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So Shout out to Noah. Noah turned 13 last Tuesday. Hey! Let's go. I got two teenage boys. Let's get it. Yeah. So question, though. Yeah. As as you said, you know your assignment. Yep. For you, Mm -hmm. does your, when you've gotten the flack from the people, the reaction videos, you you, you going about how you communicate, does your nervous system flare up or are you super solid and you're like, no, I know my assignment. I'm good. Um, My nervous system only flares up when uh, my motives are questioned. Mm. 
like like my two biggest pet peeves are are being misunderstood and my motives being questioned i had to get over the i had to get over uh the first one very very easy there's no way to be in social media and not be misunderstood mm-hmm. right like so get over that right so that was easy for me to get over but when somebody's like questioning my motives like when they're trying to when they're trying to say basically they're they're trying to articulate something as a fact when it is in fact not factual that bothers me like does it it, it pisses you off oh oh yeah 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 for sure it, i, so I want to i want to pull up on somebody it doesn't tingle insecurities it's like anger i want to pull up on <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do understand. Because because when people <laughs> when people talk like they know you, mm. like when people are talking in like in a convincing fashion, like I know why this person has done this. Mm. That's when I'm like, hey, bro, let me holler at you real quick. I'll give you a perfect example. I don't get to see nothing. I don't get to see much, right? Because Juliana um, uh, is is the best social media manager of all time. Let it be known. I will cry a river when Juliana is like, hey, so sorry. The Rock wants to marry me, and um, <laughs> I, have, I have to move to California. Then I ain't married him because I ain't going there. Oh! Uh-huh! Juliana! Juliana just let her boundaries be known. But Juliana, Juliana is the one that... I need to hear from you, Juliana. I think we've talked about this before, but, like, you see all the negative stuff. I don't see it. I see, like, maybe, I don't know, like, 3 4 5% of negativity. Mm-hmm. You see the majority of it. So what? what is it, what are you experiencing when you see the stuff come across? Lots of things. Ooh, here goes the screen. Uh, anger. Mm-hmm. Um, sadness. Mm. Um sometimes empathy and compassion yep um because some of these people talk out of their out of pain and just hatred so i feel a lot of things yeah i thought you were gonna say they talk out of their class but uh (laughs) (laughs) they do that do well some of them do talk about out of their class yeah they talk out of their uh social associate socioeconomic class they talk out of their religious class they Mm. talk out of their um racial class they talk out of all different types of classes so what what I will say is, uh, so I'll give you an example of one that I remember, and it was just so hilarious to me and outlandish, but I, I still wanted to pull up. But when I say pull up, y'all, <laughs> please don't think I'm trying to pull up and, like, injure somebody or, like, have we not Have we not been saying that? Well, we, we don't mean it that way? I, I, I don't mean it that way, but when you say pull up, it could be taken that way. And you know? for, forgive me, Lord, for having another motive. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well, well for me, like, like, I'm, I just, I don't shy away from, like, confronting an issue. Right. I don't want to argue or debate with you, but, like, for clarity's sake, I'll, I'll be like, hey, let's, let's have a conversation. You know what I mean? And so what happens is, so, so this dude, this dude says, um, uh, I saw this video and it was laughable. It was so laughable that I had to respond to it because he had no con- like nobody had commented on it yet. And I'm like, let me be the first to comment. Right. So what the dude said was like um, he said that I get the, like I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go slow in saying this because it's this out. It's, it's, it's so outlandish. 
but but again, what I what what peeves me is uh, and irks me beyond measure is how how like it again they're articulating it like they have like some inside knowledge and scoop, and they're like they're saying it like it is like fact. It's like they talk to your staff. They've talked to your family behind your back. It's wild. So here's what they said. They said, Tim Ross quit <laughs> pastoring so he could try to convince the body of Christ that cussing was okay. <laughs> Bruh. Did you that? It was, 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 is that true? <laughs> I don't know, dog. It was so, like, I couldn't even, it was so outlandish that it was, like, mind-boggling. I was like, <laughs> is this real? Is this a bit? And this dude's saying it, like, he's like, I know, ex- hey, hey, y'all, y'all been trying to figure out what's up with Tim? I know for a fact. Matter of fact. So, basically, what he did was he quit pastoring <laughs> so he could try to convince the, bo- hey, bro, not, like, convince the whole body of Christ that cussing is okay. Mind you, I've only used strong language on four pods ever, right? So that's the first thing he says, but then, then he's not done. Then he says, with the same convincing conviction, but then it started messing with his money. Ooh. And he started losing money by, like, trying to go that direction, so he had to backpedal so that now he could be positioned like and and not lose his audience and uh. it was so outlandish that i had to make a comment what was the comment tim the comment was this is the wildest <laughs> scenario i've ever heard but i love y'all that's how i ended it i said but i love y'all and you know what that dude wrote back thanks pastor tim and do you know what every do, dude? I can't make this up. I went back and because I'm I'm dude. I was gonna be a homicide detective. I'm an investigator by nature. I went back like three days later to go check that yep. that video. Do you know the people in the comment section turned against the dude that made the video that was against me because he thanked me. Mm. Why did you even thank him? This dude's a false shepherd. Why did you even say, why would you even call him Pastor Tim? They turned against him in his own comment section. I thought to myself, ooh, there's some, these people need a hug. They need a hug. Some of these people need a hug. They need a hug. Some of them need a drink. A drink? Like a Hennessy and Apple? I don't know if they can handle it. Oh. <laughs> Man, can people pull these extravagantly crazy narratives out of an ant's butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so funny to me. All right, so uh Okay, you had you had some questions. What, what, what are we doing? I do. You want to hit them? Somebody said he's just a kid, Tim. Uh no. Nah. No, he wasn't a kid. He was a grown man. This dude, this dude is this 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 dude is of age that he get pulled up on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but again, 
the comment section is always going to be the worst place to try to confront anybody, it, debate anybody. It don't, it don't work. It's, it's, that's not what it's for. It's it a comment work. section, not a conversation section. Right. And if you're down, since obviously celebrity boxing has gotten like super popular, let's set up a boxing match. I'm not boxing nobody. I'll open for you again, no. and then you get in there. Okay, questions. Here we go. My, my face too pretty. Hey man, you you got a, you got a, you got that beautiful face, brother. I do. All right. Uh, here we go. From uh, this one's anonymous. It says, "I am 39 years old. I am currently going through my third divorce. I know that God ordained marriage, but God help me!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. Please, Jesus, help me. How do I correct my discernment? I want to believe that God is going to send the right person, but I am beginning to lose faith. What can I do to prevent this from happening? In parentheses, for context, first husband cheated, second husband was abusive, and the mm. third cheated as well. Mm. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Love you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. This isn't a discernment issue. This is a boundary issue. Woo! Aha! Uh -huh. This isn't a discernment issue. First of all, I hate that you've had to go through three divorces. And I hate that two were unfaithful and one was abusive, like domestic. But kudos to you for leaving the abuser. I appreciate that. Yep. Um, th This is going to this is gonna be tough. This is going to be tough um, for you to hear. Okay, so it's going to take courage for you to hear what i got to say and courage for me to say it. But I love you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I don't know I don't know all the all the dynamics and the scenarios, but this is not a discernment issue. This is a boundary issue. That's good. Uh, and when it comes to when it comes to boundaries, what you what you need to articulate um, is what you will and will not tolerate. What is and is not the deal breaker for you. Perhaps you 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 have said this before or you might say uh, they all knew this um but when there's a pattern like that um this is not about trying to figure out how much more discernment can i get to pick the right person this is about what is it about me that I keep putting myself in a position with these type of men to do this to me. That's what needs to be investigated. And so the work I'm going to ask you to do is not about getting discernment on your next man. Because clearly you ain't going to have no problem uh, getting uh, another man and marrying another man. Um, you're obviously cute. Right. <laughs> so that's not going to be your issue. What you the work you need to do is you need to get with a therapist and you need to you need to start deconstructing who you are as a person that makes this the way men ultimately treat you. That's what you need to find out. There is something in you that keeps allowing this pattern to happen. These men, men, women, if, if it's in them to do it and they don't submit themselves to the Holy Spirit, we are all capable of doing all things. That's why I, that's why I don't ever say never. Because it could be the right, 
you, if you put yourself in the right and or wrong circumstances, anything can pop off at any time. So um, I want you to be curious about you. What is it? The question you need to be asking is not what discernment do I need? The question you need to be answering is what about me continues to allow this to be a pattern in my life? Don't make this about them, girl. This needs to be about you. You have to go look at you. You have already done the autopsy on three marriages. The coroner report has been filed. Duly noted, we know, the, we know these men didn't want to hold up their vows. We know the abuser, that's a chump. We, we've already investigated all of them. Now it's time to investigate you. You are the person of interest. We want to know why this keeps happening to you, and the only one that can answer that is you. So that's my, that's what I'm submitting to you. It's great. And I'm telling you in love. I'm telling you in love. This ain't about nobody else at this point, girl. This is about you. And we love you enough to tell you. And I love you enough. You want to keep going through some email questions? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, let's get it. All right, so I got one from Coven Payne. I grew up fast. My mom was addicted to drugs my entire life. She is clean now. Yay. And my dad was white and my mom is black. My mom needed money and my dad paid her. So here I am. I have always struggled with identity. I was never black enough uh, and or never white enough. So I have always been alone. I had my first kid with my now wife at 19. And now we have five. Last three are triplets. Wow. It's amazing. One, two, five. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. Uh, I was alone a lot as a kid, and I found porn to fill that void. It became my addiction. All through my teen years, I would watch and masturbate two to three times a day. And early in my marriage, I'd go in the bathroom and watch as well. Fast forward to today, and I can go months without watching, but every other week I get the urge, usually when I'm struggling with loneliness. Yeah, good. I have never said this publicly, but I don't want this to hang over my head anymore. I feel like I don't have any friends, and I feel alone most of the time. Uh, anything would help. I'm I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, COVID. Like, I've never said this publicly. Oh, my gosh. Can I just celebrate you breaking the silence and being so safe, feeling so safe that you would say it for the first time in this community? Like, I'm I'm so proud of you. I love you. Oh, my goodness. Well, first, let me just say, you've you've gone through a lot. Your life is is has been filled with challenges and circumstances. And I want to go straight to the to the situation that you're struggling with. Um, obviously, porn is the fruit of a symptom. Right. And so we want to we want to deal with the root. So. Porn, that ain't that ain't even what I'm focused on. I'm focused on the loneliness. That's what I want to that's what I want to address for you. I w- I want to give you the cheat code on that loneliness. And I'm going to tell you something and I'll I'll make sure I elaborate on it. Based on what you've shared with me. Your loneliness is self-inflicted. You have people around you that you could connect to. Most likely, 
you don't want to make that connection because it's hard for you to articulate what you're feeling in the moment. Therefore, being alone feels like the better option. But it's not. And once you're alone, to not feel lonely, that's when you connect with pornography and masturbation. And so this gives you a false sense of attachment. And it gives you the opportunity to numb. And that numbing feels good for the moment. You have a release, the ejaculation. You have a dopamine hit in your brain. And once you come down, now you're alone and you feel guilty. And you're still not connected to anybody. So I want you to see the cycle. The cycle is you feel alone, but you don't feel like you can connect to anybody. So you connect to porn. And now you're lonely and filled with shame. Then you got to fight that cycle, try to break it, go a few months, and then get into it again. So we're going to talk. I'm gonna, uh, let, let's talk about how to disrupt that. Um, what you're going to have to do is learn to invite people into a space and then ask them for what you need. And so if, if I were you and, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you would approach your wife like this or your best friend like this. I don't know what your support system looks like, but the way it would look for me is I would uh, I would call, let's say, my best friend, Corey. I'll call Corey, and I would say, hey, Corey, um, I need 10 minutes of your time. Is now a bad time? He would be like, nope. I'm like, cool. I need 10 minutes, and I just need to tell you what I'm experiencing, and I don't need you to fix it. I just need to say it. I'm tired. This has been a very, very long month. It's been a busy month. I feel stressed. And I don't feel like anybody can understand what I'm carrying right now as it relates to launching this app, as it relates to, um, y- y- you know, trying to get this company off the ground. Um, I feel fr- frustrated a lot. And... um at my weakest, I just feel like porn is breathing on my neck. And it feels so easy and convenient to want to turn towards that. But I don't want to. So I'm just saying it out loud just to hold myself accountable because I don't want to be in that spot anymore. There's nothing you can do to fix it. The month is going to be long. The pressure to do this company is going to be what it is. But I just needed to say it to you. And he'd be like, okay. I appreciate you. I got you, bro. I'm praying for you. And I'm like, oh. (sighs) See, we think that the opposite of loneliness is uh, communication. And that's not the opposite of loneliness. 
The opposite of loneliness is just having someone with you who's present. That's why scripture says he is a very present help in the time of trouble. His presence is what we need. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He asked for Peter, James, and John to pray with him. They couldn't even stay awake. Jesus ultimately does not care about that. It was their presence in his humanity. He was alone in that moment, but he was not lonely. He had people with him. And so um, you, have to, you have to push past that, that, that habitual thing to isolate yourself. If you can identify that you're lonely, then you have the opportunity to make sure that you connect with somebody. And it may not, again, it may not be about communication. You don't need them to understand. I remember 2019 was the worst year of me when I was, uh, 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 of me being a lead pastor. That's the year I wanted to quit. Eight people that I loved died. Five were very close. Three I had to eulogize. It was a painful year. Our church doubled in attendance. And um, I was in the wrong spot within the organization this is a church the Lord led me to plant, and I needed to fire myself from the position I was in. Like, I was doing too much. I'm a visionary leader. I wasn't the Monday through Friday CEO-type leader, right? I wasn't, I wasn't built to be a boss. I was built to be a visionary. And so all of this is crashing in front of me at the same time, and I'll never forget the elders were kind enough to give me a 90-day sabbatical, and I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I live. In December of 2019, I went to go see 1917 with my friends. My friend and both of my friends at the time uh, were in very precarious situations. One of my friends was in between jobs in IT, and my other friend went through a crazy divorce. And after making six, multiplied six figures in uh, the industry that he worked in, he was now the manager of a Chipotle. And here we are, I'll never forget, uh, my IT friend is sitting to my left and the, the manager of Chipotle is sitting to my right. And these are my dear friends. I didn't need pastor friends. I didn't need anybody that understood my situation. I didn't need somebody that also ran a company that was worth millions of dollars and could, could identify with what I was going through in the time. I just needed somebody that would be present with me. And we sat there and watched that movie. I paid for the tickets for all three of us. <laughs> I paid for all of our food. I was not going to be alone. It was a setup. Yeah. On purpose. I set it up on purpose. Mm -hmm. I was not going to be alone. And I'm telling you right now, Coven, you don't have to be alone. Amen. Yes. You do not have to be alone. That's a lie from the lake of fire. That's my old churchy side coming out now. <laughs> But that's what it is. It's a lie from the lake, bro. If it was true. You don't have to be alone. Um, Juliana, now uh, part of my reach. Could you uh, uh, get me Biblia? La Biblia. Gracias. Ooh, that nail color is cute. Ay, mira. Uh-huh. So let me help you out, homie. Uh, Acts 10. Nope. Yes. Acts 10. 
No, 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 no. First Corinthians 10. I don't know why Acts 10 was in my head. First Corinthians 10. One of my favorite passages. So this is 10. And please write this down, Coven. You're going to need this. Uh, First Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life, Coven, I'm speaking to you through God's word right now. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. I just want to pause right there and say, you ain't the only one going through what you're going through. You ain't the first person or the last person to feel lonely. You ain't the first person or the last person to feel tempted by porn and masturbation. You're not. How do I know that? The Bible just told us. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. See how there was no but there? The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. COVID, I'm going to tell you right now, on your day that it feels the most debilitating, you can stand up against the temptation of pornography. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. So no matter what you tempt it with, it, he won't allow it to be, to, to be something more that you can actually handle. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You better get this work. When you are tempted, so in the middle of the temptation, he shows you a way out. When do you find the way out? When you're tempted. He will show you a way out. There's always a way out. We usually just don't take it. God gives us the way out of every temptation that we could ever step into. We usually talk ourselves into staying in instead of getting out. And I've, I've gone through that, and I can't stand it. I don't like it. So I, I, try, I, I try my best. I'm not, mm-mm. I don't like that feeling of what happens when I try to stay in and don't get out. So I just chunk deuces. First Corinthians 10, 13, ladies and gentlemen. I just read it in NLT, but it's permanently tattooed in my head in King James. So uh, there, is no, there is no temptation that has overtaken you. This is King James. There is no temptation that has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. It's one of my first memorization verses because I needed all the life hacks in Scripture. Because let me tell you, y'all know, y'all already know about my porn addiction and the fight and all that kind of stuff. I needed all the scriptures. To, I needed all to get out scriptures. So that's that's one of them. Let me give you another one. Because this, this is, I'm telling you, this works for all addiction. It don't matter what kind of addiction you're in. There's another one that's like super dope. But God is, where is that one? I think it's in 2 Corinthians. So that was 1 Corinthians. Paul be having a bunch of like dope <laughs> bars, bro. Don't he though? Yeah, that's true. He got some dope bars. 
Mm, it's on the left side of my body. I think it's Ephesians, maybe. You got what you holding up, Logos? No, what's, yeah, what's, what's, where's it say? I can look it up. Um, we can pull it up. We can pull it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I like my Bible, y'all. Hold on. <laughs> hey, that's how you stay uh, tapped in, brother. It is. Uh, there it is. It's in Philippians. I knew it was on my left side. I knew I was gonna find it. Second Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians. Uh, 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 Philippians chapter number two. I love this one because it doesn't just it doesn't just focus on struggle. You don't just need a bunch of verses that just focus on struggle. You need the stuff that makes you be like, mm, you need to be able to recite this, right? So this is Philippians 2 and 13, one of my favorites. For God is working, and I put it in first person, so I'm going to put it, I'm, I'm putting it on me. For God is working in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That right there is a hitter. God is working in me. He is giving me the power to do what pleases him. That's the, that's the bomb right there. He's giving me the desire and the power. I need God's desires and I need God's power. Yes. That's good. I am not, don't, don't, don't have me up here relying on my own power. I need God working in me, giving me his desires and his power to do what pleases him. Because listen, my flesh wants to do its own thing. And we just need to be honest about that. Like, we just, like, like too many of us just be playing ourselves into thinking, like, oh, that don't bother me, or it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, you you fall you fall into it all the time. It is a big deal. It was in the clip that uh, came out today. You were like, when you talk about it and you verbalize it, the problem just shrinks. It starts shrinking. But when you don't talk about it and you internalize it. It gets bigger. And it gets Weightier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a word. Yeah, wait, yeah, weightier. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I got a question off of this. Yeah, for and sure. I'll give you some context first. Yeah. Um, so for me, there was obviously there was a struggle with just sex addiction in general. Yep. Right. Yep. That's phone uh phone sex lines, yep, porn, yep, wanting to actually cheat and like bomb my marriage and and struggling with those desires in promiscuous places, whether whether it was at a bar. Or wherever. Mm -hmm. And these are things I had to be really honest about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure this is not only for men, but for girls as well. There's just the shame and guilt of the lie being, if I tell them, it's going to ruin everything. But in reality, the the longer we hide it, the worse it gets and the bigger the bomb, right? All right, so let me tell tell myself. (laughs) Let me tell you the lie that the enemy tried to, well, he didn't try. It was successful until it wasn't. But the lie the enemy told me was like, you don't uh, don't tell Juliet about your porn addiction because it's going to break her heart. Well, guess what? She found out about it and it broke her heart. <laughs> it should have came from me, not my behavior. Okay. Woo. This shouldn't have. She shouldn't have found out from my actual behavior. Right, 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 right. She should have found out from me articulating it to her like this is a weakness in my life. And I'm going to need help. I can't do this on my own. And it's obviously, it's still going to hurt her. But when you tell her, bro, it's, it's, then you get to work through that uh, unity together versus now she's like, okay, this dude's just a plain liar. Bro. Can't trust him. Listen, man, we got married in 99. So so this is when th- this is when uh, uh, porn is still on your computer mm-hmm. and you don't clear the search history. <laughs> we the only ones living in a freaking house. 
Who am I going to blame it on? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> broke in and watched porn on, <laughs> on the computer and then jumped out the window? Didn't steal nothing. Didn't steal nothing. <laughs> just wanted to make me look bad. Nah, man. Like, I had to take that L, bro. And I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't playing myself like this no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. Exa- yeah. It's an exhaustive life. Bro. So, so f- f- between me and Rachel, mm-hmm. th- there, was, there was a struggle coming up where the more I hit it, the worse the sin got. Yep. Right? So now I would, uh, the, the place where I was so afraid to tell her is when I had went and got a massage, the lady at the end asked, right? Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, I thought this was like a normal place in a really normal, safe neighborhood, yeah. like a suburb. Like, yeah. didn't expect that. Yep. Obviously, didn't take it. Yep. But the first thing was, don't tell Rachel. Right. And then the lie gets worse because he didn't do anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, and I'm telling on myself. Yeah. Oh, oh you want to say something? No, no, okay. no, please. So I'm telling on myself. I hid that lie. Mm. I kept it a lie mm-hmm. because. It was deception, mm-hmm. me not telling her. How's mm-hmm. the massage, babe? Oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Left out information. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. The lie is, hey, bro, she didn't jerk you off. So, like, you Gucci. Right, right, right. You're a man of God, brother. Right, right, right. You right. honored him. You honored your wife. Yeah. And your kids are going to be great. Right, right, right. But in reality, I'm just self-destructing inside. Oh, absolutely. You're a liar. Because uh, the, the subconscious knows. Yeah. Hey, bro, you messed up. Yeah, for sure. That's the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. hey, bro, you messed up. You yeah. need to tell her. So I told her three months too late. Mm. I told her in a parking lot we were going to go get an IV drip mm-hmm. but to get some. Yeah. Darius Daniel put us on. Now we're hooked on these <laughs> IVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the parking lot, and I'm like, dude, I literally have to tell her. Yeah. This is the type of, this is the trash that's going to get passed on to my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Bro, I told her, and she was, because obviously anytime I've told her about porn or yeah. like lustful thoughts or yeah. whatever, it hurts, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's like, thank you for telling me. Yeah, for sure. This was such a painful conversation. Yep. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Why didn't you just tell me sooner? Because yeah. you're making me not trust. I don't trust you. Right, yeah, Like, yeah, this yeah. is a painful, yeah, yeah. hurtful conversation. Yeah. Obviously, we're doing great now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know who that's for. Bro. And it, it maybe it's not as intense as a whole sex addiction. Maybe no. it's just about money. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. about Yeah, but don't leave it out, bro. Don't leave it out. Because Tom. because here's the thing. You leave it out and the enemy leaves it in. So then the next time you're stressed, mm-hmm. Rachel thinks this is a safe place. You know it's not. And now that's the open door for the enemy to be able to come in and be like, man, just go back. Oh, oh, and you know what? More context to that, just so people understand me. Yeah. My wife works on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm alone on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I get to hang out with the homies at night if they mm-hmm. want to go get dinner or whatever. Yeah. But for n- nine to ten hours, yeah. nothing. It's yeah. just Hector. Yeah. And the insecurity and the struggle is, dude, you're all alone. Yeah. You have no one to talk to. Yeah. Obviously, I, I could hop on Instagram Live and all the dwellers will pull up. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm right. not alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're not alone. But you're that's the alone. stupid lie of the enemy Absolutely. from the lake. Yeah, just for saying. sure. For sure. And now that I kept that deception and that lie within me, I'm like, man, I should go back and get a massage. Yep. And it's so funny, dude. Subconsciously, it's like, hey, bro, if you go down this route, this is how you just ruin your marriage, your life. You start cheating. Yep. You you get jerked once. Then you start having sex yep. outside of marriage. Yeah. The whole thing. So It's a monster after that. But. Now we're Gucci because we, I just talked about it. 
bro, I'm trying to tell y'all, the first thing that we know about God in Scripture is that he spoke. What's the very first thing the enemy tries to do to us? Keep us silent. We were created to speak. We were literally created to speak. But the enemy tries to keep us silent. And if you can confess, I mean, think, think about even how you come into salvation. You must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You just can't be like, yes, yeah, Jesus is in my thoughts and prayers. Man, thoughts and prayers pissing me off so much. The laziest thing in the whole world. Because I'm a literalist. So when people go, they're in my thoughts and prayers. I'm like, I'm just look. I'm like thinking like, so you just sitting up like this, like Sheila, oh Sheila, 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 Mary, Sheila, not Mary. Just, just sitting up. That person is in my thoughts. Shut up. Prayers? I'm I'm cool with prayers. But not not them. Not them thoughts. So them, talk about it. Them thoughts are whack. Cause you ain't thinking about me all day. Stop playing. Anyway. So so <laughs> <laughs> I love when you go on the side rotation. Bro, dude, it's just <laughs> Oh. You go on side quest, as they say, Tim. You I go do. on side quest, hey, Midpod. Hey, I, I, I play GTA, and I get 100% when I play those games. <laughs> I can't play GTA no more, but when I did play it, I, I finished the game at 100% because I did all the side missions. I was in the cabs and did all the runs and did everything. So. Hey, I got to tell myself one more time, actually, off something you said last okay. week. You, yeah, yeah. you were talking about uh, you don't consume secular music anymore. Yeah, no. So for me... I started really taking an account. Yeah. What, and not just sex stuff, but like anger. Yeah. Gossip. Yeah. Any anything that was not good for me, yeah. I was taking into account what what starts this. Yeah. It's always at the beginning of the week. It starts with the music mm. and the videos I'm watching. Mm. And the music a lot of times, I mean, especially in rap. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Getting money. Absolutely. They're pissed off. They're gonna pull up on someone. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then the content I consume. I love comedy. Yeah. But there's a lot of podcasts I had to stop watching. Yep. Even though the comics are geniuses, yeah. they're amazing. They know how to run a room. Yep. But I'm like, dude, these guys are like so vulgar. Yep. It here's what it was. It began to just desensitize me. Mm. It's like I'm not. I had to. I had to say sorry to to, to the Lord yep. and to myself. Like, good. I don't respect you anymore. Wow. I don't respect you. Wow. As my dad. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was sure. so desensitized versus now I have to pray on the daily. Yeah. God, make sure I'm sensitive yeah, for to sure. your spirit. Absolutely. And so that's a, I'm just it's a tell on myself day. No, so it's all good. Here we go. No, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of you. That this the it's the very reason why um again, I have to guard what I listen to. I was I'm an artist. Like, you know what I mean? I, I was a battle rapper. I, I, I hip hop raised me. And hip hop is informative and braggadocious and prideful and arrogant and um um it does desensitize you it 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 is flagrant towards women it is um 
toxic in masculinity and femininity. Um, I mean, you 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 think about you think about um, a lot of the female artists. All they're doing is swinging the, the 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 toxicity from from one extreme of the male chauvinist all the way over to like feminism. Absolutely. So it, it's like, you know, you're talking about vaginas and clits and giving head and you know what I mean, all this kind of stuff. And it's it's like that. That's what you want in your spirit all day. That that's what you want to work out to. Like you want to work out. Whether you're married or single, you want to work out to somebody talking about how wet their vagina is. Like, that's what you're into today. And then you're going to listen to Tasha Cobb later. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Ah! You're going to listen to Break Every Train after you listen to WAP. That's what we doing today? Yo! That got me, I am weak off of that. So, yeah, I am, ah! Ooh, child, that thing done tore me up. Listen, if you can go from WAP to break every chain, you are swinging on a wrecking ball with Miley Cyrus. Is that who was on wrecking ball? Hey, my reference, ah, my reference was relevant. Let's go. So no, I don't listen to that. I don't I don't listen to a whole bunch of I love rap. I rap. But man, I listen to my cousin Lecrae. I listen to Andy Minio. I listen to KB. So, shout out to the Southside Rabbis. I love y'all. I listen to uh, that I listen to all them people. Um, no big deal. Um, and whoever else my kids put me on to. I don't have time to be, huh? Yeah, I said KB, baby. Yeah, I said KB. Um, where you at? I love you, boy. So, um, so yeah, so yeah. Please watch what you're listening to. Like some of y'all be listening to some R and B stuff, and that R and B stuff is like, man, it's sensual. It's sensual. I'm telling you, I don't know if you need all them lyrics all up in your head, especially if you're single. That's that's I don't know. That's all these, I'm saying. These lyrics began you horny. Hey, they will. It, like they're like, oh, read the li- like like again. Pull yourself away. Pull up the lyrics, and just read the lyrics. <laughs> it's an erotic novel. It is no cap. I, I bet you it is. After they finish <laughs> arching they back and <laughs> talking about how tight it is, Lord. what are we talking about? Bro, am I right? You're right. Yeah, bro. Right, you're right, you're right, you're you know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, you don't need that. Sometimes they just be straight up lying, too. Somebody said, dangerous. Plus, if the artist got a deep voice, my guy, <laughs> Carla Victor. <laughs> they got that tenor voice. Yeah. Carla, like, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't deal with the dude that got range in his voice. He'd be up here doing a falsetto. Ah, and then be like, Ugh. <laughs> Give on. Hey, I like. Uh, I love what Aaliyah said. Aaliyah C said it's audio porn. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Hey, Josh Seaton said TDJ's got an R and B album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he does, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
Yeah, I'm, let me leave that alone. And we're doing a live reaction right after this no, at 3 p.m., guys. No, we're not. Hop on the Discord. Nah, bro. That is, I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing about it. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, Deanna Swan says, Tim, when you were overcoming your porn addiction, how did Juliet give you grace while you, while still holding you accountable and establishing boundaries so she wasn't so hurt? Uh, when you would fall? Deanna, that's a great question. Obviously, Juliet can answer this better than I can, but I will say um, that Juliet is just so secure in who she is as a woman um, that she knew this was, a, this was an area and an issue that predated her and that um, I needed to focus on and... Um, uh, I needed to, I needed to I needed to keep her in the loop of my progression but I did not ask Juliet to be my parole officer in this. Yep. Nor did I ask her to be my account accountability partner in this. I I doubt I doubt any wife or husband wants to hear every day like, "Hey, I messed up. I'm I thinking about up. I'm thinking about it again, thinking about it again. I fell again, I fell again, I fell again, I fell again." If there's progress that's being made, obviously with with any addictive cycles, there's going to be relapses. Like if you don't build those into it, then you're asking for perfectionism and you're never going to get the healing that you need. That's for the person that's an addict, nor are you ever going to um, experience the, the love that you need to give if you're the person that's walking with an addict. Addicts relapse. This is something that is rewired their brain. So there has to be a lot of stringent boundaries put in place for them to have long-term success. I have a friend of mine um, who's been sober from alcohol for, I don't know, 20-something years. And his mindset and approach is as if his last drink was earlier that day. That, that's how he stays away from it. That he's not going to be at a social where there's going to be a lot of alcohol because he knows one drop can put him back 20-something years. And who wants to be in that type of situation? Not I, says the cat. So, um, yeah, addicts relapse. And it's not because they want to. It's because they're addicts. The only time that, that, the only time that that's not... Um, something that can be embraced is when the person is in is in self-denial an addict has to be able to admit i'm an addict man that's the only way you get help is if you actually say i'm addicted to it but the moment you try to be like it ain't that big of a deal oh it's just sometimes you're gonna get snatched by the enemy <laughs> he would chew you up and spit you out Carla wants to know, y'all trying to y'all trying to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Carla wants to know, uh, uh, did you know those boundaries and told Juliet, or did y'all talk through those together? We talked through those together. It was collaborative, because I wanted to know what I wanted to know what she felt. I wanted to know what her what her non negotiables were, and um, so those those were a collaborative effort. Here's the thing that, that that the addict needs to know: the addict needs to know that that there are consequences for that behavior. And um, if you're in a relationship where, where your partner wants to build that trust with you, um, they have a lot of input into it. 
into what that looks like. And you should be submitted to that process because you're the one that put them in that situation. So stop trying to act like you asking too much of me. No, you're the addict. You're asking a lot of them to stay with you. Better recognize sweetness. Okay, so... um. And real quick, Tim, just so you know, uh, we do have those 39 tickets available. That oh, snap. Those dwellers that bought a ticket said they couldn't make it to the live show on November the 3rd, and they didn't want a refund. They said, hey, please bless this with somebody else. All right, so we got 39 tickets to give away. Is that what you're saying? We have. Or 39 seats. The tickets are, huh? 30 tickets. So we have 30 seats to give. We got 30 seats available to give, and Huli will take care of that. So so how, how do you want them to get at you? Yep. Okay. Julie, everybody, email Julie at Uh-oh. UpsetTheWorld.com if you would like a ticket. And it'd probably be a blessing for you if okay. you're local, but you can fly in here. Yeah, if you want to fly, if you want the ticket and you don't, you're not local, we're we not flying you here. Yeah. I, I want to be very, very clear. We are clear on, <laughs> we are clear on that. This is, a, this is a ticket to the event, not a ticket on a plane and then to the event. All right, let me say this because y'all not going to wear my girl out. So, um, uh, Juliana, is it the Upset the World email? Okay, so Juli, J-U-L-I, at UpsetTheWorld.com. U-P-S-E-T-T-H-E-W-O-R-L-D. Uh-huh, yeah. We love the Lord. Wow. Sorry, sorry, dude. Dot com. Dot com. Hey, we got 619 uh, putting it up for you. So. Okay, Huli at UpsetTheWorld.com. All right, now check this out. I got to steward this girl's bandwidth. So the first 30 that you read that can be confirmed, that's it. Because you about to get hit with like 152,000. Y'all better hurry up. Ooh. Y'all better get in there while you can. And remember, we ain't buying your ticket. We uh, can't buy the, your ticket. The, the, the flight. We can't get the flight. We can't get the hotel. But if you're a DFW local, this will probably be the best best scenario for you. Sean E. said, I'm not local. live in Reno. So if there are more to buy, let me know. Sean, we are sold out. Sold out, brother. Yeah, we are sold out. Aura said, I'm taking a plane for sure. Let's go, Aura. Uh-huh. Don't get spirit, though. Yeah, no. Be filled uh, with the spirit. Don't fly spirit. Uh, Chris Brown says, Uncle Tim, uh, please tell me how you tat your Bible. Oh, so I have markers. Hey, Nate, go get my markers. They're on the desk. You're in the woodroom. Thank you, homie. Nathan's going to be on the pod soon, peeps. Yeah, yeah we, we've... we've um, we, we found a conversation that we want to have, um, you know, he's a teenager. And so there's stuff that he's dealing with as a teenager. So these are my markers. And I tat my Bible with these markers. Stuff that's just general highlight gets the yellow, obviously. And so uh, let me do it this way. My yellow highlighter is just for like, ooh, highlight, right? Uh, There's a method to all my madness. Orange is for all stuff that I feel like God speaking. God speaking stuff, thus said the Lord stuff, that sticks out to me. That's in orange. Green 
is like my warning stuff. Like, hey, pay attention to this. A lot of green in my proverbs. Uh, light blue is kind of it's a different level of highlight than my than my yellow. I use light blue for like, oh man, that's that's popping. Like I I really like that. Uh, dark blue is usually for something um, deep that I find. Uh, pink is for everything that has have to do with love. Kind of a no duh. Um, this is red. When it's red, it's just like alert. Like this is like <laughs> this is like, bro, don't ever not see this. And then this purple one is probably the rarest color I use. Purple is for like um like this is more like for bravery stuff. Um courageousness, bravery. And again, all this stuff is, as I'm just reading my Bible, stuff just pops up to me, and then one of these colors are going to get it. And then if it doesn't get a color, then it just gets underlined in ink. And then that's when I'll write all my different stuff. So there you go. All right, it's 102. We are Gucci, brother. You have crushed it. Happy 100 episodes, sir. I am glad you cried. We cried with you. Normally, I don't get emotional. I actually teared up with this that one in you. It made me happy. Yo, that was sweet, It was beautiful. Man. It was very, very sweet. Um, so, uh, if you missed the video I'm talking about, we were celebrating 100 episodes. Y'all can go to Tim's IG, and it's up now. All right. Uh, Donovan Stewart said, Uncle Tim, on the topic of addicts, how, how should we communicate the difference between outlets and idols? Uh, some things are just enjoyable to us, and some things are handcuffs. Absolutely, porn is a handcuff. That's that's a, that's a, that's just a bad outlet, right? Um, uh, that's a sin. To look lustfully is a sin. Like that's a straight up sin, right? Video games can be an outlet. However, video games can also be handcuffs if you don't know how to. Play it within boundaries. Here's the thing. Anything can become handcuffs. All right, so let me... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's just keep going. We're going to wrap up at some point, but we cooking with y'all. I'm going to call it off when the food gets here. How about that? Y'all good with that? Because I'm cooking. All right, so, so this is Hebrews 12, verse number 1. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such, a huge, by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So uh, by, by the writer of Hebrews uh, uh, breaking it down this way, what does it let us know? There is a difference between weights and sins. Um. Everything that's a weight is not a sin, but every sin is a weight, okay? So uh, Nathan is here, so you can confirm this for me. So um, in 2019, that's when everybody died, and Kimmy died, and yeah, Sydney died, and um, Gabriel died in that plane crash. Like, every, so many people died, right? And then 
I was playing my game way too much. Yeah. I was playing Ghost Recon way too much. Yeah. And then you, Mommy, and Noah had to sit me down and tell me that you felt what? That you wasn't spending enough time with us. Yep. It was like, I would like wake up on the game. Yep. Oh, I'm about to go to sleep. You on the game. Yep. I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. It'd be like two in the morning. Yep. You still on the game. I was like, dang. I was like, I'm like, like one part is like, okay, he's on his grind. He grind, he ranking up, and also it's like, why? Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. I was like, I knew all like all like our close friends were dying too, but I didn't know that was your way of escaping at yeah. that moment. All yeah. I knew was just he was playing games. Yep. Yeah. But but in doing so. I didn't have quality time with you. Yeah. And I didn't have quality time with Noah. Yeah. And when I heard that from y'all, I broke my heart because it's the last thing I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I had allowed that game to weigh me down mm-hmm. to the point that it disconnected me from my family. So what did I do? You you, you, said, you gave away that PlayStation immediately. And you haven't played games for a minute since. Yep. So you got the PS5. Yep. I mean, you still play games now, but it like... Nowadays, it's way better. Like, we spend way more quality time yep. than we did before. And Absolutely. it's great. Yeah. Amen, yeah. amen. So, so um, I told y'all, I'll, I, I, I keep it a buck. I don't, I don't deal with hypotheticals or nothing like that. And, um, um, y- you know, I, I gave away that PS4. I packed everything up and, and, and gave it away. And then I asked Juliet's permission to get a PS5. And she just wanted to know, are you going to be all right? And I was like, yeah, that I'm in a completely different place now. And sometimes we play together. And then mommy plays sometimes now, too. Um, but, I, you know, I can play. I can I can play and walk away. Like, it's not like. There is no two o'clock, three o'clock. I wake, I wake up at four thirty in the morning. Like it's, I, it's not the escape anymore. It's not the escape anymore. It's not a wait to me. Well, question though, uh, during that time, because now you get up at four thirty every day. Yep. Were you doing that then? No, mm. no, dude. I was depressed. Mm. That's the bottom line. Um. Uh. So so golf can be a great a, a great outlet. Golf can also be a wait. Food can be an enjoyable experience. Food can also be a wait. So everything, everything that's a weight is not a sin, but that doesn't mean it doesn't weigh you down and cause complications in other parts of your life. And can cause you to sin too. And it can cause you to sin in other areas. Absolutely. So, uh, but every sin is a weight. Um. Uh. So that so that's that. So uh, Nathan is so handsome, Laquisha. You right? Talk about my boy. He already knows it because me and his mama tell him, but LaQuisha, I appreciate you. That boy is handsome. It's ridiculous. That's God's kid, brother. It's that milk chocolate skin and that smile that I paid for. That's that mocha hitter. That's what I'm talking about. He ain't mocha. He's milk chocolate. Milk chocolate? Yeah. Am I like a caramel macchiato? So, uh, anyway, that's that. Let me see. Hi, Tim. Would you allow your 14-year-old to have a girlfriend? If yes, a non-believer, parenting advice greatly appreciated. Ooh, okay, Mayling. Yeah. Mayling. I do have something to say. Now, Go ahead. Now, when it, when it comes to talking to girls, I my first choice would not specifically go to a non-believer. 
because I feel like that would be harder to move around. Because, you know, if, you, if you're if you dating a non-believer, that's going to be harder to, with your religion and their religion, if they even have one. Right. It's harder to kind of connect with. Yep. So, me personally, go for the church girls. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby. Okay. Come All right. Now. All right, so so you heard it from Nathan first. Nathan is saying that he would not go for a non-believer. Um, Nathan is 15. He's not 14, and he cannot date. Point blank, period. There we go. And he can have friends. He can have girls that are friends. He cannot have a girlfriend. Mm. And he cannot have a girlfriend because we have priorities in our family. Our priorities in our family during this season and stage of Nathan's life is for him to be educated. And once he's educated, to start to uh, develop um, a sense of where his giftings and callings are setting him up for right now. They could change four or five different times. They could change 17 times during the course of his life. But um, a 15-year-old in my house does not get to have a girlfriend. They do get to have friends that are girls. And if they if they if they like one of them, they should they should put a little asterisk by their name and stay in touch with them until such time that they have permission to date and then they should run straight to them and be like, "Hey girl, I couldn't holler at you at 15, but now I'm 18 and a half or I'm 19 or whatever the case is." And I'm coming for you. I still have the same feelings for you that I had back then, and I want to make my intentions known. Both of my boys going to have incredible riz. So I, you ain't, when it's time for them to date, y'all better watch out because both of these homies are going they gonna to be ready for life. They got me in their ear. Them, them girls is going to get, them girls is going to get, like, some quality, some quality, quality young men. Um Ayo and Tim. Yeah. Look, and and God, uh, God has his timing. You know what I'm saying? Like so. For sure. So like, you know somebody when you were 16, bruh. When God tells you to pursue that person, you're allowed to pursue that person. Look, God is on your side, bro. God, God got somebody for Absolutely you. Absolutely correct. So don't front like uh, you're missing out on something. You got to put your faith in there and know that God, God has a plan for you. For sure. No, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I do not, um, you know, a lot of people let their kids date at certain ages or whatever. But um, for us, we, it's just about priorities. For you, for you as the parent, uh, establishing that rule, has it made it relatively easier because you don't have to deal with the nuance of your kids bringing home someone or sneaking around with another partner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Nate, you, you can, you can possibly answer this even better than me like do you feel like you've been restricted or do you feel like we're being mean that we don't let you have a no. girlfriend right now uh really at this point i don't i don't it, don't, I, it doesn't matter to me yeah like right now like where i'm at i i haven't had like nothing where i'm like man i really want a girlfriend like, yeah it's not really like that like Friendships are great. Yeah, for yeah, sure. This is really great. And like they can also all, always possibly like evolve into something else. But yep. I just don't feel like right now would be the best time. Because you know, anything can happen. For sure. <laughs> and and that happens for like a lot of other high school kids too. Yeah. Now there's a rare chance that you can be friends with somebody and then marry them when you get older. Yeah. But it's like really slim. Yeah, for so sure. I'm not trying to have like 
if you let me, I feel like it would be a bit worse because it would be like, I end up getting with this person, breaking up next person. And I'm not trying to go ring around the rosy with girls. For sure. I'm not trying to do that. Bro, you might. Hey, dog. Hey, I salute you, His brother's going to heaven. And let me tell you something about my son, bro. I love that kid, bro. I love that kid. Let me let, let me let me say this, um, and and I appreciate your I appreciate your input, Nate. I I um, the average high school relationship at your yeah, at your age and stage fifteen is ninety days. Ninety days. The it's an incredible high, and then it's a valley low, and then they break up. So. I did not tell Nathan to say that. Nathan came. Nathan said that on his own. You, you pick somebody, you'll like them, and you'll fall out, and then you'll break up. And especially in this, in, in this, uh, listen, it's 2023, man. I don't want my son seeing no 15 year old breast. Cause they sending, they sending breast pics. They sending, they they sending pee pics. The power of the phone. And and the way they can yeah, uh, absolutely. Be, be able to do it so privately, Bruh, it's wild. Listen, my son is not going to be sending dick pics. Point blank, period. That's a stewardship responsibility of the parents. Am I like? It's, it's a it's a it's a stewardship responsibility of the parents. You think these kids got to watch porn? They making porn tapes. Mm. Hey, don't act like I don't. Hey, man, when I tell you I'm up on game. I'm up on game. So you said it's it's a it's a stewardship from the parent. It's a stewardship from the parent. So now obviously we've already given them a practical tool. Yeah. Implement the rule. Yeah. Don't date till 18. Absolutely correct. What are some other things that might be helpful outside of that one major rule under that umbrella? Is it anything with phone access, screen oh, time? Screen time w- needs to be it. screen time needs to be limited. My boys don't even have phones yet. Wow. Most teenagers do. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Are they missing out on, on some stuff? Hell yes, they are. <laughs> are they being protected from a lot of stuff? Hell yes, they are. Let's go. Facts or fiction? Facts. Okay. So we're not we're not putting listen, man, it's a different environment. If this was like if this was 2009 and they were 15 and 13, maybe I feel a little bit differently about it. Yeah. yeah. But 2023? No. Nah, man. Your phone is a full blown desktop. Absolutely. You can do anything. You can do with anything it. on that phone, man. I'm not and I'm not putting my kids in that in that I, I don't I don't want their brains at this age and stage. Y'all can call me overprotective if you want to. It's 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 out of love for me. That that I want my kids to just have the best normal childhood that they can. Right. Because once they're adults, you, do y'all understand? Your children will be adults three times longer than they'll ever be children. Sheesh. Yet we want to. We want them to grow up so fast and get out. <laughs> like make that make sense. My son's gonna be an adult three or four times longer than he'll ever be a kid. Why would I put the weight on the world? The weight of the world. On his shoulders at 15 years old. Why would I want him making the decisions of a 30-year-old at 15? This dude just got accepted uh, for a, a theater production. I'm loving the fact that he gets to do stuff like that. 
I don't want him thinking about all this other stuff. And listen, I'm protecting, I'm protecting my boys the way I would protect my girls. Cause there's some straight up fast little hoes out here. Freakville. I'm telling you, hey, I'm not lying about that. There's some fast little hoes out here, man. And some of them are older. Listen, it's just a broken, it's a broken world we live in. You better be vigilant. You gotta be vigilant. What's that word mean? Vigilant? Oh, you don't know what that word means? Anytime we don't know what a word means, what do we do, Nathan? We go to the dictionary. We go to the dictionary. Vigilant by definition, keenly watchful to detect danger. To detect danger. Ever awake and alert, sleeplessly watchful. That's good, dog. Yeah, Batman. Batman, bro. No cap. Hey, yo, I'm Batman with my kids, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh so 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 that's that's just where we are right now. Nathan wakes up at six o'clock in the morning. What time were you done with your school day today? Eight, seven, eight, <laughs> seven, seven in the morning. When eight, I pulled up, they were chilling. Yeah, it was eight. Finish at eight. He finished at eight. He he read he's reading Lord of the Rings right now. He so good. He, he finished he he reads a chapter a day. So um I'm doing my devotion. He's reading Lord of the Rings. So from six to seven he read he read Lord of the Rings. And then from seven to eight he did his work for the day. For the day. It's one eighteen. That boy was done at eight o'clock in the morning. You know what you know what every other fifteen year old was doing? Not every other, but all the fifteen year olds in public school, they was they just got to class. It's painful, bro. Public school kid right here, it I felt so stuck in the matrix. And which, what's so cool that you get to do for the kids is you're teaching them time management. Your time is so valuable. Knock it out for the day and then have the day. Homie said, homie said, hey, I'm gonna get up and do my work, Dad. And then I'm going and I'm and I'm and I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> and I said, Hey bro, if you go back to sleep, you can sleep for 90 minutes and then you gotta get up and move around. Wow. That's great. Like that's that, that that's that's what I'm I'm in a position to do that, but I'm glad you brought that up because so many homeschool kids think they're missing something from private, from public school. But what are they missing? Time. I'm asking you. You said you said you were the, a private school. I mean, a public school oh. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with uh, the creative and the entre- entrepreneurial spirit. That's I right. was like, man, I'm wasting. I'm just wasting time here. Yep. Especially growing up in the hood, it was such a failed school system. I had failed every grade just out of being a bad kid and not showing up. So for senior year, they put me in a class and say, hey, you're going to be here for three months. Just make sure you show up, and then we're just going to graduate you. I should have not graduated. Yeah, bro. They didn't give me a consequence. They just said, look, I'm grateful I got out, but I definitely shouldn't have. Yeah, I should have faced consequences, and that's just the broken system of a public school yeah, for in sure. the hood. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I have a question for you. Absolutely. Very general question. Mm-hmm. As a parent, how do you set up your kid to be an amazing, amazing human being and powerful adult? How am I doing that, baby? Uh, I think we both figuring that out together right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, true. I, mean, I don't. I don't really know. I yeah. think we just going step at, by step. 
No, I agree with you. And we'll see it unfold as yeah, it goes on. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we we my boys are not the same. And so I don't approach everything the same way with them. Um I'm really into like trying to empower them um where their strengths are. So wherever they feel like they're already strong, I wanna like I wanna make space for that and I wanna empower that. Um I don't have I'm not trying to live, I will say this, I know this for a fact, I'm not trying to live vicariously through my children. Oof. There is nothing There is nothing that I need them to do on my behalf because yep. I didn't do it. That's good. So, be, you know, Nathan has the height that I prayed for. I prayed to be six feet. Nathan, Nathan's going to sneeze and be taller than me <laughs> probably this afternoon. Uh, he's definitely going to be over six feet. I prayed to be six feet. I stopped at 5'9". I'm not going to make him play basketball. <laughs> like, wake him up at 5 every morning like, man, you're going to get this jumper? You're going to play basketball? Well, that was my dream. You don't want to rob him of what God put in him. I'm not robbing him of nothing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The dude, ain't, he ain't got to be in ministry. He don't have to be no preacher. I don't know what God's going to call him to do. The only thing I need him to have is godly character and integrity. That's great. And I need him to make a decision for himself that he wants Jesus Christ to be Lord of his life in the same way it was for me and his mom. I can't, I'm not forcing him to do that either. However, living under our roof, the only principles that he has to govern his life are principles that we have from Scripture. Mm. And what we do every, every evening is we have devotion and we read Scripture. That's great. Because in this house, this is what we do. But there is no forcing of like, you better give your life to Jesus. When we go to church, you better act a certain way. He was a preacher's kid for seven years. They didn't know that I was the lead pastor of the church for three years. Do you remember that? Because mm -hmm, I didn't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Nathan. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm the preacher's kid. I'm like, no, this, I'm Nathan. Yep. If you want to meet if you want to see Tim, you can go see him. Yep. But if you ask me who my dad is, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And don't look surprised either. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, don't you, look you, surprised. You know what's something practical that I see you do, Tim, mm. that is beautiful, is you don't talk to them like they're babies or they're dumb. That's good. You talk to never. them. You talk to them like an adult. Dude, they never got goo goo gaga with Bobby. That, that's what I'm saying. I promise you they didn't. I, I've been giving Nathan words of affirmation since he was two years old. Noah has had words of affirmation since he was born. When, the, when, when both of my children were born, because I, I spoke to them through the womb of their mother every single day until they came out of their mother's womb. And when, I, when they came out of their mother's womb and I said, hey, baby, they literally, <laughs> those eyes were Precious. They were looking around because they knew that voice. Precious. They already knew you. Let me tell you something. I learned so much about God and being born again through the birth of my kids because while they were in their mother's womb, they were in a different world. And they had to be born into the world so they could be connected to their father. But even in a different world, they could hear their father's voice. Oh, wow. But it took birth for them to have a connection with their earthly father. That's great, bro. It takes a rebirth to have a connection with your heavenly father. Preach. 
You can hear his voice through the sinful world that you're on, oh, but you will man. not be connected to him until you are born again. Wow. Let me tell you something. Babies will give, make you a better preacher. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm cooking. Your brother's cooking. I'm cooking to this food show up. Until <laughs> Abigail ring that bell, we going all in, and I'm with it. Somebody said, clip that. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will, Felita. We gonna clip it. So, 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 so just shout out to all the parents. I, parenting is trial and error. I'm not saying everything's been perfect. Um, I haven't been perfect as a dad. Nathan hasn't been perfect as a son. Noah hasn't been perfect as a son. Mommy hasn't been perfect as a, a, a mommy. Um, we are like. To me, because, you know, I'm not just trying to be called a punk, but. <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah, don't know about Juliet. Juliet got gangster. She got she gets gangster with her kids. But that's Afro-Caribbeans, man. Afro-Caribbeans are built different. Um, I got a question here if you want, if you want to hit it. Holla. From Royal, beautiful name, question. I've been in a situationship for seven months, and we do everything as if we are in a committed relationship, and he hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend yet. When should I walk away? Now. Oh. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. I'm being so dead serious. Here. Walk away now? Yeah, you, you have to. It, he, he, he He's... He's giving you what you've given him permission. Woo! Very good. He's giving you what you've permitted. So if y'all are not in a committed relationship, but you're doing everything as if you're in a committed relationship, he's only giving you what you've permitted. Boy. Look, some of us, some of us dudes are slow, Pastor Tim. So, so should she... Just say something to him and say, hey, look, ultimatum type. Ultimatums are manipulation. Okay. Woo! All ultimatums are manipulation. Boundaries are completely different than ultimatums. Ultimatums are trying to dictate what that person does. Okay. Boundaries govern what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So um, sh she needs to put the boundaries up. Okay. And her boundary is, hey... I love you, and I, I, I can no longer give you the benefits of a fully committed relationship when we're not in a fully committed relationship. Amen. So let's say you're this girl, and you even start to feel it month one, month two, early stages. Yeah. Because this girl went pretty far. Yeah. Almost close to a year. Yeah. So as they, if, if the woman or the man is starting to sense this from that partner— should they begin to put up boundaries and start communicating? Hey, hey, dog, are you all in? No, it's a, no. It's just need, it needs to be one conversation. Understood. Okay. We're not dropping hints. Okay. We almost a year in. It's time for a sit down. Okay, it's great. Hey, listen, I just want you to know, we've gone almost a year, and 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 uh, we're not in a committed relationship. Um, and I don't know. We've done. When you say we've done everything, but we're not in a committed relationship, oh. I don't know what that means. It could be sexual in nature. It could not be. I don't know what everything means, so I don't want to assume that. But what I would say, okay, so let's role play real quick. So I'm I'm the person that needs to have this conversation, right? Hey, uh, is 
is is this not, is now is now a bad time for us to set, just have a quick conversation? Nope. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hey. Um. First thing I want you to know is that I love you, and this past year has been amazing. I love the relationship that I currently have with you. Um. I need to. I need to let you know that I will no longer uh, be able to take this relationship further uh, if I'm not in a committed relationship with you. Right. Um, that's a decision only you can make for yourself. I, 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 don't, I don't know where you stand on that, but I just realized coming up on a year, there's no way I could possibly go further in this relationship unless it was exclusive. Um. I care for you a lot. I care for you deeply. I enjoy your company. I would love to continue a relationship with you. Um, but I can't move forward unless there there is a um, a reciprocity to exclusivity within our relationship. Um, that's where I find value. That's where I find stability. That's where I find peace. Uh, and that's how I find uh, my um, the best of me comes out when I know that I have that exclusivity. If that's not something that um, you're ready for, um, then that's a decision that you have to make. I just need to let you know uh, that this is the way I feel right now. And uh, I would ask, are you are you against us being exclusive in our relationship? Is this something that you think would be an impossibility for us to step forward? You're going to find out so much more if you end with those two. No oriented questions. I helped a lady uh, decide whether she was supposed to stay with a guy or divorce him. She, she had 25 questions she wanted to ask him. I said, save all those. I said, save all those questions. She's like, no, there's, I got 25 questions I need to ask this man. I said, no, you don't. You have one. Yeah. I said, now I'm going to tell you what the question is. And after you ask this question, shut up. She's like, okay. I said, ask him, do you think it would be an impossibility for us to have the best marriage that we can have? That was the question. Do you think it would be an impossibility? And I don't think that was like, it, 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 the verbiage, it, that's the gist of it, as I can remember it. Do you think it would be an, uh, an impossibility for us to have the best marriage that we could have? He said yes. Oh. Oh. I saved her 25 questions. There you go. There was nothing else to say. Yeah. File the papers. We also had a mirror in the chat when when they asked, uh, "I'm seven months deep. When when should I have this conversation?" She's like, four months ago." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Carla asked, "So what if is in, in so what if in his mind he needs to get his ducks in a row before getting into a relationship?" That's all good. That's all good. Holla back at holla back at your girl. <laughs> Go get go, go get your ducks in a row. But but here here's the thing I would say, Carla, if the dude needs to get his ducks in a row, he should he should know how long it takes to get them ducks in a row. 
This will help you not get strung along for four more years. Still working on it. Still working on Still? it. Still? Still working on it. Still working on it. 48 months? 48 whole months? You ain't got no job? And you still working about it? Still Listen, uh, 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 you know, let's go back to the Bible real quick. Um, Jacob uh, thought he was getting Rachel on his uh, wedding night, wound up getting Leah. Uh, yeah, wound up getting Leah. And then uh, Uncle Laban said, you got to work seven more years for Rachel. And he did. <laughs> right? You, you want to get your ducks in a row? Get your ducks in a row. Yep. Um, but but you should be able to tell that woman, this is what I need to get in place. And as soon as I get this in place, I'm coming back for you. It's going to take me about 13 months. Are you opposed to waiting for me for 13 months? It's going to take me seven months. All I, I'm finishing my degree or I'm finishing this trade. And then I plan to have this job by this time. It's going to take me roughly six to eight months to get that done. Are you opposed to waiting for me for six to eight months? Because any man that's really about you and has intentions for you, he's going to figure that out. That's true. That's true. It, I'm talking about men. I ain't talking about boys. Let me be clear. Boys play games. Men don't play games. Boys play games. Mm. I'm talking about grown man stuff. And I know it's I know it's a it's a it's a deserted landscape out here uh for those in the dating pool and trying to find somebody, but I'm telling you right now, a real man when once he locks in on a woman and he wants to be with her, come hella high water. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me how I know. How you know? I've been with Julia twenty five years. Woo. I didn't have a job or a car when I got with her. Hey. I pulled it off. Hey. I was wrapping that up. I wasn't leaving that. I wasn't leaving that open for nobody else. There wasn't gonna be no gap of six months, and then she fall in love with some other dude because I'm over here not being wishy washy with my intentions. Then when she's dating somebody else and it gets serious, then I then I got the nerve to be mad, but I didn't state my intentions. Child, please. Uh, Tim and some of our 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 sisters in Christ, they may not have had that fatherly figure. Yeah, that uh, they know. The, their identity or what questions or how a man should treat them, but like their heavenly father does, right? Like, so Carla, whatever Carla's situation is, what Carla asks God, right? What, what would God heavenly father want for Carla? But if, but if Carla didn't, but if Carla didn't have a good daddy, it's going to be hard from here to hear from the Lord. That's why I'm here. I am altogether big brother, daddy, and uncle. And friend, whatever category that fits, right? I, I, I ain't walking around trying to tell nobody I'm your daddy, right? So so let's be clear on that, right? Because people like to use that word daddy for other reasons. <laughs> daddy. Well, yeah, yeah. So so but but I'm but I'm telling you, like, I will put you up on game. I give all the cheat codes. Good. And I have a lot of God sisters. And and um if they with somebody raggedy, they fear me. Ooh. I'm telling them niggas fear me. <laughs> they don't stay away. They fear me. So that that because they know if I'm around, they can't. They they got to be up on their game because I can see through it. X-ray vision. Mm -hmm. So the you we already s separated them from a man to the boys, mm -hmm. right? And of mm -hmm. course, this boy can be twenty plus years old. 
40 years old, right? Still operating in a boy's mindset. Mm-hmm. So when, when they drag someone along, right, the audacity to drag someone along for 14 months, whatever, mm-hmm. is that person, what, what, what have you seen generally? Are they cowardly? Do they operate in insecurity? Are they lazy? What is that boy typically operating off of? That boy behavior is usually um, not cowardly. They're usually um, they're usually just unlearned mm. and don't want to learn, right? Like that's the laziness I see right. from some of these uh, men that operate as boys is that they just don't want to grow up. Right. They make excuses for everything. Um, they make excuses for their behavior. They make excuses for their failures. They 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 they. they they, they, and they've never been submitted to true authority. A lot of these oh. men didn't grow up with father figures. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So, so when you when when somebody speaks to them like a like a man, like they, they should have had this voice growing up. And I understand the brokenness of families and all that kind of stuff. But yo, if 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 you can't be submitted to some other dude without feeling like man, you, that nigga ain't gonna son me. You, ain't, you I, I ain't your son, and, and and you ain't my boss, and da 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 da. Like, hey, dog, you ain't gonna ever, you ain't gonna yeah. ever be good. Never cut it. You ain't gonna ever cut it. And that's why you're so sensitive, even when a woman uh, critiques you. Them walls fly up. Oh, you can't handle it. You can't handle a man's voice. You you can't handle a woman's voice because your mama didn't talk to you like that. So many, so many of these men been babied. So it's like it's just. It's and wild, fam. Have you seen a lot of like the guys who the boys who operate out of that? Have you seen a lot of them turn into abusive people? Phys- oh, absolutely. Physically, emotionally, oh, absolutely. Because they yeah. can't use their words, right? That's why they use their hands. Because mm. they can't use their words, and so um, they can't use their words, so they'll silence someone else with their abuse. Absolutely, right. So whether that's intimidation. Uh-huh. Whether that's physical abuse, emotional abuse, tearing a woman down, all that kind of stuff, man. So, so I'm 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 hella overprotective of 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 women. Um, until they find their voice and that they can stand up for them, for themselves. Yep. I'm just hella overprotective of women, <laughs> and I know we get so many guys. Um, uh, we get so much feedback from guys that like you always going hard on the woman. Uh, on the man, but you don't be saying nothing about the women and da 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 da. I'm like, nigga, grow up. Come on, it's the man's responsibility. Uh, do you do you not know I'm a believer in Jesus Christ? Do you know all sin is attributed to the man, not the woman? Eve was deceived. Adam sinned. Woo! Don't be mad that he put you in a male body and the weight is on you. Grow up. I stop playing. But what about what the girl be doing? Come on, dog. Eighty-five percent of women, and I say eighty-five, and it's an arbitrary number. Uh, but I say eighty-five percent of women, when they are loved, when they are protected, when they feel valued, when they've been heard, they will be submitted to a man and love a man and follow a man anywhere with no problem, zero problem. You taking care of me, baby? That's I'm gonna right. take care of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But but fifteen percent of these women are crazy. <laughs> let, let let's be real. When I tell you crazy, they don't even know how to uh, be loved by the Scandinavian. Here's here. Yeah, they, they they don't even they don't even know how to be loved by a man because they're so broken that it doesn't matter how good the man is to them. They're so used to abnormal use. Yep. Hear me, 
abnormal youth. They're so used to abuse in whatever form it comes in that they don't even feel like the relationship is okay until they get yelled at. They don't feel like the relationship is okay until they're gaslit. They don't feel like the relationship is okay unless they're arguing. They don't feel like the relationship is okay unless, they are, unless they're fighting with another woman over the same man. They don't, they don't feel like the relationship is okay under the normal circumstances because they're, so, they're, they're, they're too used to abuse. But I think th those women are the outliers. Yeah. The average woman that I've encountered, all they want is a man that's going to love them, be honest with them, cover them. Like, like they ain't asking for a lot. There's a small group of people that we see on the internet that you're talking about the outlier. Yeah. Right? But you're right. The run-in in person with other females, most of the time, 98% is, yeah, I need a good man that's going to take care of me, and I want to take care of him, and let's have an amazing relationship together. Yeah. It's a small niche group of yeah, people who, have, who, who, who are the outliers. Yep. Kevin said that uh, we might need to up it to 25%. And and you may know better than me, Kevin. So, so let's say 75% of the women... They, they if they get a good man, they're 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 like this is all I need, right? But 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 twenty five percent of these women are just absolutely crazy. You 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 cannot you cannot be good enough to them. You cannot be good enough to them. They're gonna find a way to break it and sell. They're gonna find a way to break the the, the relationship. They're gonna find a way to self sabotage it because they're so used to dysfunction. They're so used to dysfunction. There was actually um, this was years ago, but I know it's prevalent in the minds of some women. There was a there was a girl that said, um, I could never date a dude that no other chicks was also after. Exactly. So she wanted a man who was desirable in the dating pool? She wanted a man that she could fight over. Lord have mercy. Because she myself. loves drama. Loves drama. You see what I'm saying? Of course. She just loves drama. And so, listen, all of these reality shows with these girls and this pretty makeup, they're used to abuse, mm. and they take it out on each other. But the truth of the matter is, they don't. They don't know how to be loved by a man. Point blank, period. They can't even accept the love that a man no, is trying to give them. No, absolutely and not. Is the root behind that? And that so they wind up throwing in champ sh throwing champagne in each other's faces <laughs> <laughs> over some niggas that don't even <laughs> like them. But they. But the root, would you say, is that these that woman or that man is they can't love themselves. They can't love themselves. And so and therefore they can't receive love. A, a man that can't love himself can't love anybody else. Woo. I don't care if that's a dating relationship or friendship relationship. If you don't love you, you can't love nobody else. That's what it is. You can only use the other person, but you can't actually choose the other person based on the values that would that would be like beneficial for both parties. Like so all I'm saying is, um, the, uh, I came from a house. I grew up with my dad. I make no apologies for that. I won the I won the lottery when it comes to daddies. I had my father in my life. His voice was important in my life. He whooped me. He yelled at me when he needed to. He got me in line, and he always let me know that the majority of stuff that breaks down in a relationship between a man and a woman is on the man. And I have not been able to argue with him. My wife ain't perfect. I'm not perfect either. But when I'm in line, it's hard for her to be out of it. 
when I'm lined up with God, it's hard for her to be out, out of line with me. She loves to be submitted to me when I'm submitted to God. If I'm not submitted to God, if I'm out of pocket, she going to be out of pocket. That's on me. I got strong females in my life. I'm, I'm talking strong females, starting from my mama to my wife to my God sisters. These are strong women. I have no problem putting them in their place. And they have no problem allowing me to put them in their place when they're out of line. Why? Because they know I'm submitted to God. Okay. But guess what? When I'm out of pocket, they can also put me in my place. And you receive it. I receive it because I respect their role in my life. And you love yourself. And, and I love myself. If I if I don't love myself and respect the role that they that they have, then of course I'll diminish a woman's voice. You can't talk to me. Only a man can talk to me. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Uh, Cheat codes today, brother. Par- hey, parenting, relationships. Hey, bro. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving y'all the best that I got. This gonna be a long episode title. That's okay. I don't care. Hey, a safe place with Nye Gideon, I think. Uh, hey, Tim, in, uh, in a marriage, my husband doesn't like communicating with me when he comes from work. He goes in his phone, and when I try to talk to him, he says what else I need. He pays the bills, so it's a drain. Lord have mercy. Ish. Okay, Nye. Ish. Let me first say ish. <laughs> Here's what I do want to say. Um, I don't think your husband's wrong for coming home and saying, uh, I need some time to decompress. Right. That would be okay. But to go into his phone and say, I just paid the bills. What else do you want from me? It sounds like your husband just reduced himself to a sugar daddy. So if he thinks marriage is just paying bills, he can be single. Because he would still need a job and have to pay bills anyway. What 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 are you talking about? I hate one of the things I hate what men do is when they do the bare minimum and think like they're they're like God's gift to women. Why are you not satisfied? These bills are paid. I'm I'm providing for you. Nigga, if you live by yourself, you would have to provide for you. <laughs> Don't act like you going to work is like a, a gift to the wife. You supposed you was gonna work if you were single. She probably wouldn't have dated you if you didn't have a job. So why are we trying to act like you having a job and going to work should be celebrated as like the biggest thing that a man can do? You supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yay! Food is here. So this is the last thing I'm this. <laughs> It's the last thing I'm going to say before I leave. Nye, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit your man down. Okay. Hey, no, absolutely. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's cook. Nye, this is a good one to end on. This is what you're going to do. Your husband's going to come home from work today, tomorrow, whenever. As soon as you get your mind around this, your husband will come home from work. This is what you're going to tell him. First of all, you're not going to talk to him for an hour after he gets home from work. Mm. Give him an hour. When he walks in the door, walk up to him, put your arms around him, hug him, kiss him, tell him you know you've had a long day. Tell him that you realize that he's had a long day. You're going to give him an hour to decompress. Tell him that. And after he gets to that hour, I want you to walk up to him and say, hey, uh, would now be a bad time for me to talk to you about something? 
figure out where he is. If he says, give me another, give me another 30 minutes, give me another, even if he says, give me another hour, okay, cool, 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 in an hour, give him another hour, be patient with this. Sit him down and then say, um, I have an overwhelming desire to be connected to you. When you are at work, I miss you. I think about you off and on all day because I am madly in love with you. When you come home, I get so happy. And the time that you're away, when you come home, I have the strongest desire to reconnect with you, with my mind and my soul and my body. Would it be impossible for us to take 30 minutes every evening after you've decompressed, after you've distressed, where you can just let me into your day so I can know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and how we can connect with each other? Would that be too difficult for you? It's great in my bag today. And someone did comment, Tim got that W Riz. I do. <laughs> I hey, do. Congrats to 100 episodes, bro. We love you. Yeah, I do. So, 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 Nye, take that back to him. Take that back to him. <laughs> Sand said, Tim, in all caps, you are trying to get that woman pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got spit game for days, y'all. I got spit games for days. We always be trying to confront people. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You already know. This man has already told you. He's told you in no certain terms. My day is long. I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. What else do you want to hit me with? So don't, don't, don't hit him with that. You don't want to talk to him. Don't. No, 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 no. Appeal to this man's ego. It is not going to hurt you to appeal to this man's ego. And then you're going to get exactly what you need from him. All right. I love y'all. Okay. Until next time. Oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, Wednesday's coming. Who, who's our guest on Wednesday? We got Lilo Vernon coming through, the athlete. Oh, yes. Vernon Fox, baby. Vernon Fox is in the building on Wednesday. I cannot wait. Hey, we are 11 days away from the B-side, everybody. 11 days away. The countdown is on. Yes. And some to just say about that, all the dwellers in the chat, we know y'all are the ride or dies because yep. y'all be pulling up during lunchtime. Yep. You're skipping work. Yep. You're on the clock. <laughs> you running that clock. It's so true. Um, after this video, the stream ends, I'm going to put a link in the description that's going to have a bunch of promo assets for the, for the event, for the B-side in general, the live show. We want to guerrilla market this whole thing. Absolutely. So correct. we're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to give you a bunch of assets between videos photos share it with everybody y'all post it share it sell it on ebay craigslist.com aol whatever you got to do make this cheddar send me 10 percent, and let's get the show going hey peep game 11 days from now we press another b Woo! and it's b side i need everybody to download that app i need everybody to subscribe everybody that has been um a press b a dweller a promoter we're shutting down youtube memberships and I just hope and pray that y'all all come over to the B-side. Keep that subscription going so you can get the best content. You can get it early. You get the previews. You get the premieres. You get the behind the scenes. You get the vlogs. You get everything. 
because we about that life. Hey, I love you guys, and until next time, peace. Press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh, yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be.